Cool story, bro. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Classic Gaming uh, Coffee Podcast. Now I gotta start over. Why? The Classic Slurping Podcast. Classic Slurp. Wow, that that's water. That's what? Yeah, that one's water. water. That one's coffee. All right, Man, guess which one this is. Ready? I was gonna make a good. Go ahead. Is it water or is it coffee? That sounds like... That's coffee. Oh damn, dude, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was just like, Duh, of course that's coffee. Uh, I can hear the grounds hitting your teeth. You had to do it. A li- you had to do it a little bit slow because it was probably still pretty hot. It is still pretty hot, and it burned my tongue. Yes, it does. There you go, dude. I made a grilled cheese with mushrooms earlier. Best thing ever. Oh, I was at Disney World for a week. That's how was that? That's all the pictures. It was fun. It was fun. Fucking tired. All the pictures. <laughs> I sent you yeah. one. I sent Jay a picture of me with Goofy. It wasn't, I didn't, I didn't find Goofy in like the classic Goofy costume though. That was the only thing I was sad about. It was like during one of the, uh, things where you like go for breakfast, like you go eat breakfast and like all the characters are walking around. It was Isn't it his breakfast place or something too? It's no, no, he has in Disneyland, there's like a Chef Goofy's, but we were at Disney World, which is, Mm. which has Chef Goofy's. (laughs) Girlfriend. This is my fable. (laughs) She just farted on somebody, didn't she? She's she's cross dressing. My feet were. <laughs> she's cross dressing. All right, that explains it. <laughs> okay, so uh, what? Else? Uh, oh wait, wait. Have you guys? No. Sorry. What? Have you guys seen the Wow oh. the World World no. Warcraft movie? I have not. No. Really, you haven't, Jay? I'm sorry. I'm good. I'll, I'll probably download it here after this. You're not gonna see it. You're not gonna nah. watch. It? I, I probably like will. Mr. World of Warcraft. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's gonna be that great. It'll be okay. It's, I. It's, it's not getting very good reviews, but I still kind of want to get stuff. Just to see. I heard, I heard the, the CGI it's is pretty legit. Good reviews so. from critics, but everybody who has played Warcraft is like, "Oh my god, I loved it! The movie was great." Yeah, I've I've heard kind of off and on from people. Really? I don't know. I've only heard oh, well, I'll watch it. I mean, I just not like super excited about it. I'd rather I'd rather watch them do something different with. I don't know, just like a single movie. Well, they're gonna do multiple movies, but I don't know. Well, I guess it's not a World of War. It's just a Warcraft movie, right? It's just Warcraft. Yeah, it's supposed to be based on the lore before the first game, I think. Since earlier today, you know how you told me uh, it's David Bowie's son's director? Yeah. I told somebody that earlier, and they're like, what are, what's his name? What is his name? Duncan Duncan Jones. Yeah, they're like, Duncan Jones isn't David Bowie's son. I'm like, yes, he is. Google it. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you say, there it's you go, motherfucker. All right, Blake. What were you? What were you about to say? Um, I was just gonna ask about E3 coming up this week, and what you guys had any expectations for anything? I don't really. I haven't really been keeping up with yeah with any of it, so I don't have any expectations really. All right. How about you? I'll be. I'll probably watch it. I'll have it. They're, 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 they stream it, right? Yeah, it's streamed. I'm actually probably gonna be restreaming it because we're allowed to restream everything off of the official Twitch channel. Oh yeah, and then so you, I'll can probably like, com- be live you can like comment and have that on in the background or something. You can like comment on it, right? Yeah, like yeah. commentate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll probably yeah I'll, I'll be I'll watch that then. I'll watch your your thing on it because uh um for E3 I don't know uh I guess I am hoping for some good Final Fantasy VII HD remake news. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That would be right. nice. Not gameplay would be nuts, say. dude. Not just fucking <laughs> trailers and well they had a yeah good luck on that last yeah. time. Yeah, we got some, but I'd like to see in depth. Like, yeah. so far, it looks like menus, etc. Yeah, menus, action RPG, maybe possibly like Kingdom Hearts ish. I don't know. 
Actually, that reminds me, the World of Final Fantasy trailer came out. Did you catch that, Jay? World of Final... Is this a new MMO? No, 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 no. Um, it's one. It's this big amalgamation game. <laughs> that would be hilarious if they just called their MMO World yeah. well, of Final Fantasy. Well, they have. They already have one running. That's why I'd be really surprised if they do a yeah. second one. No, they, this has been talked about before. You probably just don't remember anything about yeah, it. Let me pull so. the trailer for you. Uh, you can click through this real quick if you want. It's is, basically, is it really cartoony? Okay. Yes, it's cartoony okay. and chibi. The main <laughs> characters can what? flip from being cartoony, and he can flip over to being chibi and then back, it looks like. And I'm sorry, so it's not non, The tiny, cute, big head art style. I know, but it's just funny to hear you say that. Well, that's what it is. Wait, so it's not like you just change the graphic style. It's just that one. Oh, it is a whole graphic style, right? No, 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 no. Like the character from the trailer, he pops into the chibi mode and then pops back out oh, later. So like that's a like that's a mechanic. Yeah, of the game, that's but... probably going to be a mechanic of the game. <laughs> um, and what I noticed about it, the non-chibi art style feels very, very Kingdom Hearts. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. That's what it looks like. It's literally taken straight out of a Kingdom Hearts game, and so I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be Kingdom Hearts without the Disney nonsense. I would. Robert's against that for sure. No Goofy, like are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna make me play Kingdom Hearts, at least give me the Disney stuff. Oh, Come on, the Disney stuff. You mean just Goofy? <laughs> just Goofy. Well, no, just all the Goofy and Final Fantasy 15. Goofy's just Boom, my favorite. Done. You know what? Let's just change it. Let's just not even put the Final Fantasy characters in. Let's just have World of Goofy. <laughs> Goofy. That's what we need a Disney MMO. Oh, my God. The Well, there sure was... Toontown wasn't... Toontown oh, was yeah, that, that's right. It? Jesus. Yeah. I have no idea. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's. I think it got shut down, but that's what Toontown was. Oh, gosh. So, um, the trailer, it looks like, yeah... It looks like it's going to be Kingdom Hearts without Disney stuff, and it might. This is just me throwing a crazy theory out there. This might even sure. be Kingdom Hearts before Kingdom Hearts and Disney meet up, sort of. Ah. Uh, so this might be a lead-in, and, the- and then at the end of World of Final Fantasy, um, they'll tease something about Kingdom Hearts 3. It's very possible. They, I really they hope open it doesn't a portal. go through. Yeah, like they open a portal or there's some magic spell that gets cast that joins the worlds together. That's These graphics are adorable. They open a portal and all you see is a silhouette of Mickey's ears coming up. Oh, God. And then it cuts out to black and that's the end of the game. Uh, <laughs> they are I reaching with these games, surprised man. Holy shit. At all, man. But yeah, the trailer doesn't really show anything gameplay related, so that kind of worries me as well. And then it looks, the plot, from what we can just see of the game, again, feels very Kingdom Hearts-esque. It looks like it's going to be a story about the power of love and friendship. So, Dude, it rolls kill. overall. Dude, this is coming out in October? Yeah, October 25th this year is the release date for it. When is this, like, is this... Has anybody... Have we known about this This is the first now? trailer that we've gotten for it, and, well, the first real trailer we got there was an announcement trailer at last year's e3 i think blake talked okay, about okay, before, okay. Though, didn't you? i think i have yeah probably world of final okay so on the topic of final fantasy stuff you guys hear about uh final fantasy 12 the zodiac age Jesus, hell no. yes you hadn't heard about this jay no yeah ff12 is this... getting an hd remake and getting released on ps4 and it's going to be the version that I played last year, the International Zodiac okay. Job System version. So it'll be – that's what it seems like they're hinting at right now. The the, the graphics yeah. look really, really good. 
the music has been improved. It's higher quality music, which lends people like me in Extreme Hope that they're also going to have high quality versions of the dialogue, which is probably the worst thing about the game. The dialogue sounds like it was recorded across two tin cans. It's true. And if they can fix that, that's a huge, huge benefit for that game. They could just get rid of the main character, too. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty Brad. That's set for 2017, right? I think so. Yeah, that's what I have written down. Um, Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that. So speaking of trailers, at the risk of revisiting a topic that we've visited millions of times over so far. Uh Uh-oh. No. Mighty number nine. Oh yeah, I saw some about that. About it. Uh, it, did that trailer? They got another new trailer, didn't they? <laughs> there's a yeah, there's a new one that came out like two days ago that just shows off like one of the alternate characters or something I did like not that. Watch it. So <laughs> I have no. But you saw. The, I haven't seen that one either. Supposedly it's not like terribly bad. Like the you saw the first one, right? I didn't see it, but I saw everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, I want to look. I'm gonna pull this up just for a second because I gotta play like the first like 15 seconds of audio for anybody, including oh, you guys. Don't do this. It's no, you have to hear how how like hilariously, saddeningly terrible this is. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Here, I'm just I'm literally putting my microphone up to my speakers right now, so. It's probably going to sound not fantastic, but I you have to you just have to hear this. Here we go. Can you all hear that so far? No. Oh, very quietly, but All right, here, I'll get a little closer. Hey, look at the screen. Let me ask you a question. Do you like awesome things that are awesome? Then you gotta play this game, dude. It's freaking cool and crazy addictive, like popping bubble wrap addictive. Check this out. See, that's your dash move. There's a short dash. Okay, here, hold on. Let me get my shit back up. Hold on. Yeah, it sounds awful, right? Yeah. yeah. Are we done? Are we done? Please, God, let us be yeah. done with that. Thank you. Okay, I got my headphones back. Wait, hold on. I think the word cringe applies here. Uh, yeah, in many... Yeah, it's to many too degrees, fitting like, to not use here. Uh... Like, I don't even know what to say about it beyond, like... Like... What? Just... This is... It's crazy addictive. Like, that was the point it's where... It's crazy like, addictive, sort of, like popping bubble wrap. Yeah, like, like put on your shades and grab your skateboards, fellow kids. Grab your ankles. <laughs> oh, for a ride. Fellow kids was exactly what I thought of the first time I saw it. Like, uh, it starts off bad enough, like, do you like awesome things that are awesome? It's like, okay, we're going for the trying to be like a high school kid. And then when they said, it's crazy addictive, that was just like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> all right, <laughs> clicking off. This sounds like something a PR guy wrote and handed it off to, he wrote the script. He handed it to the director and was like, this, shoot it word for word like this. We'll be millionaires. So, yeah. And you know what? 
The, so apparently the publisher, Deep Silver is the publisher of the game, not the developer, but the publisher. And they're the ones who made the trailer. Mm. Uh, the developer got on Twitter and was talking about how terrible he thought the trailer was and how it was basically embarrassing. Wasn't that about the first trailer, though, I thought? This is the – well, no, it's, it's about this one. Okay. I thought this I thought this was the first one. No, no, no. The first well, maybe. I, the first one was the one with the god awful pizza looking or cheeto looking explosion. That's that's this one. Okay, that's all right. I don't know either of them. Okay. That's this one. And it's also and it's like and then it starts telling you about like game mechanics it's like you can dash, you can dash forward, you can dash backwards, you can dash up and down, left and right. Like who gives a fuck? Like this, all right, you know, the, if he, he's got a dash move. If he actually says dash backward, the thing that's really stupid about that is that all dashing backwards is is turning around and da- then dashing forward. <laughs> he's I don't know if he says that specific, but he says like ten different ways you can dash, and then he's like, and then you can combo for sick points. You can do combos, and then you can combo your combos together, and then he, and then he says like something about like he's like you can get combo on combo action, and then uh like. The part that a lot of people are getting upset about is, like, really the least bad part to me where he says, like, uh, something like, you're going to kill, you're going to, like, beat your enemies so bad, they're going to cry like a anime uh, fan on prom night. And, like, a lot of people are like, why are you making fun of anime people? Like, Why are you making fun of your target audience? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, who, like, that's just kind of a dumb joke. Like, I don't yeah. think that should actually offend anybody but first of all it's just a stupid ass line second of all yeah that's your target audience you're talking (laughs) to right there i mean generally obviously but yeah yeah like what in the hell is going on right now and yeah and like and like yeah so not only that so like the it's it's lame it talks about like dashes that nobody cares about like nobody's buying this game nobody's gonna be like oh you can dash like that i'm in and then, uh, and then like the gra- like the graphics look pretty lame, honestly. But then it's got like these little, like non like uh, like CG sequences, like not gameplay, but apparently from like cutscenes, I guess it looks like. Where as Blake was saying, it looks even worse, and like there are explosions in the background, and it literally looks like, like like pizza, like just the color of the explosions, like so like. We're definitely there are the photoshops out there that replace that with the, just pizza images, and it looks, and it looks almost the, the exact same. What the fuck? <laughs> the guy who designed that probably makes six figures, patting himself in the they back. Don't, yep. I was, they don't even have the trailer on their own website anymore. I was trying to find it today, and I was like, and it's, it's still on YouTube, obviously, but like, I was like, I wonder if they still have this on their site, because like... Even the developers hated it so bad, and it's not on their website. So Mighty Number no. Nine, huh? Yeah. You guys psyched about it? So, no. like, I know, I know you, I know you didn't have a whole lot of fun playing it when you played it last year. But what about now? Yeah. What I you think now? I'm excited. Are you? Uh, were the graphics pretty? The in-game like, graphics are okay, but it feels like a lot of bloom effect. I think. Okay, okay. Where it's like really shiny, like bursty, white light stuff, and it's really annoying in that regard. It looks, it looked to me like it was made with some sort of like pre-made, like buy it for $50, like game maker thing. Like, it was <laughs> good to me. That's so specific. So anyway, <laughs> the story, Mighty Number no. 9 continues. 
It comes out in like two weeks, like less than two weeks. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. While it's closed. Don't even waste the time crossing your fingers. You could be, you could be doing better things with your fingers. Hey, oh. So anyway, that's enough of that. There's a GOG still going on right now. It's got, I think it's got like, it's got, it's got like a week to go still or something like that. So it should be still going on by the time, uh, you guys hear this. They've got some pretty good discounts this time. Um, well, they often do, but this time also. They got like a tons, like a shitload of games on sale, so I'm not gonna like pick any out specifically, but just go check it out, GOG.com. Also, if you don't have GOG Galaxy, which is like their, uh, their optional desktop client, then if you download that, then you get System Shock 2 for free. And then they've got a thing where like if you, if you buy enough, like if you buy a certain amount of stuff, then they'll, then they give you like free games. Like, I got Spelunky for free because I bought a couple things. Uh, I already had that though, so that really didn't matter. And then they've got the Gabriel Knight Remastered or Anniversary Edition. And then Dreamfall Chapters Season Pass if you buy. That's like the last one that you get if you buy enough games. Nice. But I bought some stuff. I bought like one or two games so far. Including one. I bought Jagged Alliance. Cause I, w- I want to check that out. And then I bought a game that I'm, I, w- I bought it out of curiosity and I'm actually embarrassed to say that I bought it, but I'm going to save that for the end of the podcast where we talk about the games we've been playing <laughs> for the, for the current gaming subcast because, uh, well, that's where it belongs and we'll talk about it for a second. It's pretty, it's actually, it actually, I actually am embarrassed though to, that I've, that I've been playing it. Um, See what, let me see what other news that we've got. Nox? You know the RPG Nox? Uh, maybe? It's called Nox. Uh, I recognize Nox as a name yeah, of an Android emulator. Oh, no. But anything else, I don't know. You know NOX. Yeah, I'm looking around. It's yeah. A, I think, if I remember correctly, it's like a Diablo yeah, style. Yeah, it's like Diablo. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's free right now on Origin. So if you have Origin, uh, they do this thing like every month or so where they where you get a free game. This this month it's Nox. So if you got that, go download Nox. And finally, this isn't classic gaming related, but uh, we talk about Hideo Kojima a lot on here, so I figured why not keep talking about him. They have a mascot for his Proge- uh, Kojima Productions company. I'm sure, you probably saw it, Blake. Uh, yeah, 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 I saw that. Actually, it looks pretty, like, it's, it's totally pointless. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, uh, like, what, what, what purpose is this? But it's also kind of sick. Like, it looks really cool. Huh. It's like, this is just a mascot. It's not, they specifically said it's not going to be a character in any game or anything like that. I can't find an actual picture of him. I just got a link to the story. Um, but they've got, like, a mascot. It looks, here, here we go. Here's the link. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's it. That's the one that came up. I don't know why it wasn't showing up for me. Um, it's like this big badass looking dude and like what looks like a cross between, looks like a cross between three things. It looks like a cross between a Spartan like uniform, like, or uniform, like Spartan armor, like Spartan as in like the old, like, uh, whatever age year <laughs> the Spartans existed. Not like, not like Halo. Uh, and like NASA's spacesuit and like something from, and like Raiden's, uh, like ninja suit in Metal Gear Solid 4. And he's got like a skull face. It's just kind of like a badass looking character that is apparently just there for fun, more or less. 
So how about that? It's pretty funny. Look at his link. But he can. I wonder how many different ways he can dash though. Is my question. <laughs> hey, you guys got any other news? That's all I've got. I can't think of anything. Hmm. Well, me either. So let's talk about games. Um. And y'all want to go first? Or you want me to? Go first. You never you go first anymore. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've gone first in a while, so I'll, we'll break it up a little bit. So I've been playing a game you may have heard of, maybe not. I actually am embarrassed that I hadn't heard of this until more recently. It's called NetHack. Um, oh, wow. We were talking about that on my stream the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. So NetHack came out in 1987. It's not what it sounds like. NetHack is like a true roguelike. It's actually yeah, it's one of the <clears throat> base. Yeah, one of the originals. It's actually pretty much a direct descendant of the of the original game Rogue. Um, the first one where it's I can top think down. Of that, uh, the first sequel I can think of to Rogue. It, it, it yeah, has well, the longest uh, survivability of any of them. Yeah, it has the longest. So from from what I was able to gather in my research. Obviously, Rogue was, like, the original Rogue. And then, like, somebody uh, made some alterations. So, Rogue, to start off with, is, like, a top-down ASCII graphics game where it's not – doesn't technically even have graphics. Like, everything on the screen is an ASCII character. You would play it from the command line. That one came out in 84, I believe. And, like, all – like, different ASCII characters represent different things. So, like, your character is an at symbol. On the screen, and you move them around the dungeon, like you know, you got little like uh like pipe symbols and underscores for walls, and dots are the ground, and that and like hash marks are the are like tunnels and that kind of stuff, and like other uh, monsters are represented usually by letters, and like items are represented by symbols like exclamation mark or question mark and things like that. Um, and and the the way the game works is you move like it's it's basically turn based. You like. Uh, as long as you're sitting still, not doing anything, nothing's happening in the game. And then if you want to move a direction or do an action, then that's like one turn. So you, so if you move, then theoretically, like anything else on this, any other like creature or something on the screen would move. And that's, that's a turn when you push a button, like to move one space over. So that's rogue. And, uh, someone somewhere along the line, uh, made some alterations and kind of expanded rogue and improved it a little bit and turned it into a game called hack. Because it's like you're hacking your way through this dungeon. And then in 1987, someone took Hack and uh, improved on that a little bit and made it available over the internet, which is why it's called NetHack. So it's not a game about hacking, like, cyber, you know, stuff like it sounds like if you just look at it in a modern-day context. NetHack, yeah, it sounds like... No it sounds like a, game. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a straight-up roguelike hack and slash with ASCII graphics. Let's see what I, uh, so it's got permadeath, of course, just like, just like rogue. And so what you do in the game is you start off with a character. You can be one of like 13 different classes. They got like knight, monk, wizard, samurai, and, and uh, a bunch of others. And then you pick your race and sex and, uh, and name, I think are the four things you pick. And then you start off in this dungeon and it kind of gives you the backstory real quick at the beginning of every time you do it. And your, 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 uh, task is, you're like the chosen one of your god. And you're supposed to, like, uh, delve down into this dungeon. At the bottom of the dungeon is an amulet called the Amulet of Yendor. When you get the Amulet of Yendor, you're supposed to go back up the dungeon, all the way back up to the top. 
Then you ascend through, I, I forgot exactly what they're called. I think they're the four astral planes. You ascend through those levels. And then when you get to the very top, then you have what what's called, you've reached ascension and you've beaten the game. If you're able to get the amulet all the way back up to the top through the astral planes, then you ascend and you've won. Also at the very bottom of the dungeon where the amulet is, there's a wizard who's extremely powerful. And even after you kill him, he keeps coming back to life and like, and like attacking you and pestering you and doing things all the while that you're trying to escape through the dungeon, getting back, getting back out of it. So the gameplay itself, like, like I said, it consists of you like moving one, like one block at a time on this ASCII text interface through the dungeons, trying to find potions, trying to find items, killing monsters and stuff, finding stairways that go down to the next level. And throughout so you're like killing monsters this whole time because a lot of times uh, like a monster will pop up and obviously you got to kill it. You also have a pet that follows you throughout the game uh, unless if, unless you lose it at some point or if it gets killed or something. You either have based on I think it's mostly based on your class. I could be wrong about that. You usually either have a dog or a cat following you and they can uh, attack also. If you're a knight, you have <clears throat> a pony following you. And eventually, and your pet can level up too. So eventually your pony can level up to where you can ride it and you get certain benefits from that. So as you're going through killing monsters and finding items on the ground, you, there are lots of potions, scrolls, wands, gems, amulets, armor, things like that, but none of them are identified. Um, so you don't know what any of them do when you get any, any of them. Obviously, uh, at some points in the game, you can get like scrolls of identification and things like that to figure out what they do, but you don't know when you get them. So you can like take a take a risk and just try using it and see what happens if you get like stuck kind of like a in, a in a difficult situation. Usually, that's a bad idea. Uh, you want to just not do anything with it, even if it's armor. You don't want to put it on until you find out what it is, because along with not knowing what the scroll or wand or whatever it is does, you also don't know if it is blessed. Cursed or uncursed, which is which basically oh, means neutral. Yeah, if it's blessed, then that means it has some kind of buff. If it's uncursed, that just means it's, if it's like an armor and it's uncursed, that just means it's a normal piece of armor. If it's cursed, then <laughs> it means two things. Usually, it means that it has some sort of bad side effect, but it also means you cannot take it off. So if you put on, so like at one point I put on like an amulet or something and it turned out to be a cursed amulet that made my guy hungry faster. So like I was having to like really like find uh, stuff to eat very, very frequently because my guy was just hungry all the time. And that's, that becomes really, really difficult. So you got to be super careful. But some of them will also like, uh, in like, like encumber you really bad and that kind of stuff. And when you're encumbered, you have certain, you have sort, you of course have certain like negative effects. Like, like anytime you go downstairs, if you're encumbered, then you fall down the stairs and take damage. If you come across like a, uh, like a chest or something or a locked door, a lot of times you can kick those to open them. But if you're, if you're encumbered, usually you can do that. But then if you're like heavily encumbered, then you like you, it says like you can't get your balance to uh, to kick the thing over, so you lose the ability to do that. So you got to be really careful about that kind of stuff. This is like a this is an RPG where you will leave a lot more stuff behind than you do in usual. Oh, I hate that feeling. Yeah, 
Yeah, I do too. I was like, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, I really want to carry this. Like, even if it's just to sell it, you know, later on if you find a shop mm-hmm. or something. But there, you got to leave a lot of stuff behind because it, it, it's for some for some reason I don't know why exactly. It's not as annoying as it is in like the Fallout games. You really cannot carry that much stuff. I think it's I think it's mostly because like in Fallout, most of the time it's like useful stuff that you want to carry with you. But in this game, it's like it doesn't hurt so bad if you can't carry something because you're like, oh, you know what? That was probably cursed anyway. That's cool. I'll just leave it behind and not worry about it. Sounds like Chocobo Dungeon. The game is really famous and has a pretty strong – well, I say really famous. It has a very strong, like, cult following, mostly because of all of, like, the – things that can happen in the game, all of the scenarios that the developers thought out, like they've like they've thought out like anything that can happen in the game. Like like lots of little details. Like for instance, like one that stands out like is you can uh polymorph at some point, I don't know how, but and turn yourself into like a monster. But if you do that, if you forget to take your armor off before you do that, then it breaks all your armor that you're wearing. Uh Jesus, that's punishing. Yeah. Uh there's also like so one of the key mechanics of the game when I was like learning how to play this, one of the things I think that turns people off is, is like the basically just like controlling your character. It's really not that difficult if you take like 30 minutes to learn it, but it's like the, the rule is you generally don't want to use the arrow keys to move your guy around. You want to use the numpad. You want to use like, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine, you know, four to go left, six to go right. That kind of stuff. Because with those, you can go diagonally. So if you press 9, you know, that's up and to the right on the numpad. Sure. So it'll move diagonally directly instead of you having to go right and then up. <clears throat> there are two benefits to this. One is that just takes one turn. So you go a little bit faster in terms of, like, not getting as hungry. Or if you're, especially if you're trying to get away from a monster or something like that, if your health is getting low and you can't kill it, there's that benefit. Um, also, there are some places where, like, a path might be blocked by a boulder or something and you can go diagonally and kind of squeeze through it. Like there might be an ASCII character, like, like a hash symbol is like usually like a hallway, like I said, and there might be one diagonal to another, but there's none that are like directly next to each other. So you have to walk diagonally, diagonally to get through them. But sometimes if you're carrying too much stuff, then it says uh, you have too much stuff to fit through here. So if you really want to get through there, then you have to drop all your stuff, <laughs> then go through, see what's over there, then come back and pick it up. So, like, to give you an, to give you an idea of what playing the game is like, if you walk over something, you use the comma key to pick it up. You use the semicolon to look at things. You use colon to look at whatever it is you're standing directly on. Uh, if you're standing still and you press S, then that searches for, like, anything that's hidden. And there's a lot of times where you press S and then nothing happens, but if you keep on pressing it, like, on, the, like, maybe the tenth time, you'll find something. So, like, if you come to the end of a hallway and nothing's there... Chances are there's like a hidden door, and you just if you hit there and sit there and spam S for a, for a second, then you'll he'll eventually find a door, and then you can go on and see what's in there. That's 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 how you find shops a lot of the time. Okay. So I'm so I play I've been playing this game for about like two probably about three weeks, and so I'm probably missing a lot of stuff like that, like a like a net hack veteran could uh could tell you about that like you know is really the reason people like this game so much, but just like a couple other examples. Uh, there are there are a lot of boulders in certain places or in, in in that you'll come across, and you can push the boulders out of their out of your way. Usually, you just got to make sure you're not pushing them into a place that's making it difficult for you to get somewhere. Pushing boulders, if you do it enough, it makes you stronger. Um, you have so as I said, you what is considered enough? Just I don't know a certain number of uh, times. Okay. If you push boulders a certain number of spaces on a certain number of turns, then your strength will go up. Um, you've got pets, like I said. 
if they pick something up and then you uh, and then they come up and then they eventually they just drop it because they're tired of carrying it. If you feed them after that, that will train them to pick up items and bring them to you. One place that this comes in especially handy is shops. So every once in a while you'll come across a room that is a shop and you walk in and the shopkeeper is like, oh, hey, hey, uh, you know, it's great to see you, uh, like your, your, your nobles, whatever your name is. So he calls you by name, but the, the shopkeeper is a complete scumbag. Actually, he, he like acts really nice, but he's a complete scumbag. So first of all, if you're carrying any, you can, you can have digging, digging equipment. You can have picks, which you can use to dig through walls or dig through floors to go down to the next level. If you have any picks on you, he says, you're going to have to drop those before you come inside the shop. Yeah, so you don't steal so shit. You don't, so you don't pick up this something? This is just like Chocobo Dungeon. Yeah, yeah, okay, that was based on, I thought of Chocobo Dungeon based purely on your yeah. description of it. Especially like with not knowing if stuff is like, you know, how stuff is identified and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, cursed, it's 60 and uh-huh. shit. Yeah, I got that stuff. So, um, so, so you drop all your stuff, you go in. As soon as you pick up anything in the store, so what, the way, the way it works is you walk around the store and you can like see what's all in there. And you pick up something, and then you can pick up whatever things you want, and then you press P to pay for them before you leave. Yep. As soon as you pick something up, the shopkeeper goes over. Door closes. He, sta- he uh, stands in front in front of. Them, yeah. And he just sits there and waits. Uh, That's funny. And you can attack him, but usually he's strong as hell. One time, I accidentally kicked a shopkeeper's door down, and he killed me on the spot. Really? Yeah. I wasn't even. He pulled out a shotgun and blasted. <laughs> yeah, just like uh-huh. No, he. Uh, I kicked it from the outside because it was a shut door, and kicking doors also strengthens your character. So uh, I heard that the shopkeeper like didn't like that. So uh, a lot of time I was careful not to just kick random doors down. But this one time I wasn't careful, and there was a door. Instead of just opening it, I kicked it down. He was standing right there, and he yelled something at me, and then like zapped me with the wand and killed me. Jesus. Also, if if a uh, if a monster like follows you into a shop, or not even follows you in, if you're in a shop and a monster comes in and you kill it, you can't take any of the loot. The shopkeeper's like, no, that's mine. Oh wow. Yeah. But what a dick. That's that's what I'm yeah. saying. The shopkeeper's a total dick. But what you can do. Better be careful. He might be one of our listeners. Is he doesn't notice if your pet picks something up. So if you've oh, trained okay. your pet to bring you stuff, then you can go in there and look around and buy a couple of things if you want and then leave and then walk out and your pet will like bring you some random item from the shop. So that's pretty cool. There's also I assume if you do this more than once he catches on and kills I don't think you. I don't think he does. Maybe, but I don't know. There's also altars in the game. Uh altars to your god and I think sometimes to other gods too. You can pray at the altars. You can pray at any time, by the way. If you get stuck in a really difficult situation, or if your guy is really hungry, or if your HP is down really low, you can pray. And, uh, and depending on nothing the, happens. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and depending, depending on the situation, like your God will help you out. If you're like hungry, then he'll make you full. If your HP is really low, then he'll like fill up your HP. What's the cooldown on it? Uh, there's no cooldown, but if you do it a whole lot, then your God gets yeah. mad at you. And he'll he'll stop helping you. I don't know if he actually eventually does bad things to you or not. But, gotcha, but gotcha. there's altars. You can pray at the altars, and that and, and that like gives you some sort of buff usually. You can also, if you're carrying a, a corpse of a monster you killed, a lot of times you can eat those. Unless your guy's a vegetarian, then it makes him feel it makes him feel bad. You can still eat it, makes it, but it make, but it says like you feel guilty now. And like it gives you some sort of like uh, some sort of penalty. I forgot what it is exactly, but 
You can also carry a corpse and drop it on an altar, and that's considered a sacrifice to the god. You can also, if you have stuff in your inventory, drop any of any or all of your items onto the altar, and it'll flash a certain color. And based on the color it flashes, that tells you whether it's cursed or uncursed or blessed. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. So, like, if it doesn't do anything, then it's uncursed. If it flashes, like, gray or something, that's cursed. If it flashes amber, then that's un- that's blessed. That's blessed. Uh, one thing I also learned is that your pet will very rarely step on – they don't like stepping on top of things that are cursed. So if you find an item on the ground and go stand next to it and uh, just wait, you if you press period, that's that makes, them, that makes it a turn pass without you actually moving anywhere. So you can sit there and wait and press period over and over, and if your if your cat or whatever comes up to you and walks around but never steps on top of that item, then that means it's probably cursed. There's also fountains. A lot of the time you can dip an item into a fountain to make it uncursed. But if it's a scroll, then that ruins the scroll and you can't read it anymore. If it's a potion, then the potion spills into it. Um, if you're playing a knight... I, I could be getting the details on this a little bit off, but I believe it's once you get your character up to level five, if you dip your sword into a fountain, then the sword becomes Excalibur. And it's like a super sick, powerful sword. That's pretty cool. And this is nothing that the game tells you. You have to like either look this yeah. up online or just figure it out on your own after playing. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So here's one really interesting thing. You know, I told you how they thought of like uh, the, the game is known for like the, the developers having basically thought of like any situation and, and programmed a lot of things in there specifically for that. There's a cockatrice, which if it attacks you, it, it can turn you to, it'll turn it turns you to stone. Yeah. Um, if you pick it up, then it'll also turn you to stone. Cause if it touches you in any way, you turn to stone. But if you're wearing gloves, you can pick it up and wield it as a weapon. And when you hit somebody with a cockatrice, it turns them to stone. That's funny. The game also has branching levels. I'm going to, this is going to be a little bit long, by the way. So that's fine. Mine's incredibly short. Okay. So it's probably okay. good. Balance things out. So, you know, I told you, you know, you get, you know, on one level, typically like you explore it to find everything you can, you know, get some XP, find whatever gold happens to be lying around. Then you go down to the, to the next level. But then it branches at some points. So like once you get to like the second or third level or something like that, you might find two stairways down. One of them will just go to the next level of like the main part of the castle that you're in. The second one will go to what's known as, uh, I forgot exactly what it's called, but it's the gnome mines. It's mines where there's lots of gnomes. <laughs> and, uh, the gnomes, there's like a shitload of them. Usually they're not that they're not that powerful. There's gnomes and other monsters as well. They're not that powerful, but once you, but, but they're, but they have their own set of levels. And once you get down, like, usually once I got down to about the third floor of the gnome mines, then I would start having difficulty and I would either get killed and my game would be over or I would like have to find the stairs super fast and go back up. Uh, a lot of times I also like had lost my pet by this point. So I didn't have the help of my pet. You can find a whistle at some, on like some playthroughs, you can find a whistle and if you blow the whistle, it'll make your pet come to you. So that's really helpful if you can find that. But there are so many games where I just straight up lost my pet. and Because the pet will, for the most part, do whatever it wants. It'll follow you generally, but not exactly. And so if you get too far away and lose each other, then it's really hard to find your pet sometimes. So there's the gnome mines. And there's also dwarves that are actually like mining in the gnome mines. Like Typically, the gnomes just walk around and try to kill you. The dwarves that are there are actually like walking around digging out walls and stuff like that. 
based on what I could tell, it depends on what race you are, I think. But the dwarves are usually, for me, they were usually friendly, unless I attacked one of them, obviously. But what what's cool is if you happen to come across some dwarves, if like too many gnomes are attacking you, then the dwarves will help you fight the gnomes because they hate the gnomes. <laughs> um, let's see, I got some notes on the storekeeper that we already talked about. So one of the classes, so you know, I, so, as I said, it's got the typical classes like knight, monk, wizard, samurai. One of the classes is tourist. The tourist comes with the, the tourist comes with a credit card and a and a camera. The camera, <laughs> yeah, the camera is your weapon, and it's used to blind monsters. Um, so if a monster is getting too close to you, you flash your camera at it, and it can't see you, and you can get away. The credit card is used to unlock things, just like you can unlock doors, unlock uh, chests with it, and that kind of stuff. Um, you can also blind yourself if you want to, and that actually has benefits in some situations. I think it helps you like identify where other things. I think it helps you like hear better, and it'll show you where like other monsters on the map that you haven't like in places you haven't explored yet are. So there's that too. Um, but is this character more for experienced yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, it's considered like the okay. difficult one to play. Uh, once you get gotcha. to a certain part in the game, um. Most, if not, I believe all of the characters have this, like, uh, basically like an end game weapon that you can get. That's like, it's like their most powerful weapon that you can get. Sure. The tourist's weapon, or it's an item that he gets, is a, not a credit card, but a charge card. The charge card charges wands for you. So you can use a wand an infinite amount of times. Cause any wand you get, it's like a play on words. Any, yeah. any wand you get, so that item just doesn't run out ever? Yeah. Any wand- Does it reduce? Oh, wow. Right, right yeah. Shit. It doesn't run wow. out ever. Because wands will have a specific number of charges that, that they can use. Yeah. The charge card will allow you Double to one. recharge them, yeah, for like just like Blake said, forever. So the game is – the other thing that the game is famous for is for being very, very difficult. Like I said, on my – well, I don't think I said this yet. On my best run, I probably got like to the – like down like six levels or so. Apparently there, if you count like all the different areas and all the different ways it branches off, there are like a couple hundred levels. There are 50 levels of the main castle and then like a tons of other places where it branches off. So I was, as I was like, I, I had subscribed to the, uh, to the NetHack subreddit to kind of like learn a little bit about it and I was reading around. I, f- I found, uh, so many posts of people saying like, so, so again, when you beat the game, that's that's called you've reached ascension or you've ascended. I found so many posts of people saying, "I've been playing for this game for 26 years and I just ascended today. I finally did it." Uh, so the game is fucking hard. I found a uh, this is this is I'm I'm gonna uh, well I've got two more things to cover real quick. One of these is I found a, a little snippet that kind of explains how difficult the game gets, especially later on. This is from basically like a nethack fan site it's a uh, statslab dot uh, i'm gonna give the url here it's gonna be annoying it's statslab.cam.ac.uk slash tilde eva slash nethack is where i got this from just for proper attribution what this guide says is once you kill the wizard of yendor which is the wizard at the very bottom of the dungeon you don't want to be wasting a lot of time looking for things in the dungeon. You should at this point have the bell, the candelabrum, and the seven candles, and you should know the location of the upstairs on every level. Now go back to the magic portal, enter the wizard's tower, climb the ladders until you reach the top level, kill the wizard and get the book. 
Now go back down, prefer- preferably by teleport, to the bottom of Jehanum and go to the vibrating square. Make sure that the book, bell, and candelabrum are all uncursed. The candles may be cursed. That's okay. And then apply the candles to the candelabrum, apply the candelabrum to light it, apply the bell, and read the book. A stairway down and a moat should appear if all goes well. You can now drop the candelabrum, bell, and book. You won't need them anymore. The wizard then, so this is, this is my own uh, comment, the wizard then starts following you and, ta- and attacking you throughout the rest of the 50 levels uh, going back up the, the, the dungeon with the amulet. Then this person writes, on the left of this level is a rectangular room which contains Moloch's high altar. Find the secret door. Note that the room is surrounded by fire traps. Kill the high priest of Moloch and get the amulet of Yendor. As soon as you get it, name it something, for example, real, because you can real, you can rename any item. Uh, so that if the wizard steals it, you'll be able to distinguish it from the fake amulet he may have. The simplest way to assure yourself that you have the real amulet is to try to put it into a bag. If it cannot be confined in such trappings, it's real. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that... And this is all figured out by, by failing, I'm assuming. Probably. By 30 years of failing, yes. Uh, some of the ways you can die, I've, I found some NetHack like, tournaments that they have, and one of the awards that they often have is like most creative ways that people died. A couple of these that stood out to me, some of the ways you can die. Went to heaven prematurely. Unwi- <laughs> unwisely ate the body of death. Fell onto a sink. Slipped while mounting a saddled horse. Choked on a knife. <laughs> killed by brainlessness and killed by an unrefrigerated sip of juice. The fuck? I mean, that happens. That happens. I mean, let's not, I mean, this is a real thing. It's not a joke about really that. really careful, dude. So that's, that's what I've got. In, that's, that's my best assessment that I can offer you on NetHack. That's a really good assessment. I, it makes the game sound really fun. I, mean, I like roguelikes a lot. I think they're really, really cool. I just, I can't dedicate that much to it. Yeah. It's just, I can understand like that. that. Like, that's really cool. Though. It is really cool. It's really difficult. Um, even though, like, I never got very far, it's one of those games where, like, I always felt like, oh, I could have avoided. Oh, I bet I can do a lot better this time. So, I, so I, it's, it's kind yeah. of addicting in that way, where it's like, you'll die and you'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have died like there, and then you'll start back right back over to, to try playing again. I spent like a good amount of time playing this game and probably like scratched like one percent of the surface just on learning what all there is to it. Uh-huh. Uh, what what was also interesting as I played it is kind of like noticing all the influences that the game has had on so many games throughout the years. Uh, a few of them that I wrote down are obviously any roguelike, uh, yep. binding of Isaac stood out a whole lot. Uh, because that's also, you know, not only is it a roguelike where you're going downstairs through a dungeon, but it's also got the, uh, the pills where like you, if you get a pill, if you take the pill, you don't know if it's going to do something good or bad, just like the potions on this game. Uh, Spelunky, with the same mechanics going down levels, but also the shopkeeper that, that'll basically kill you if you, uh, if you steal something or try to attack him. Uh, I wrote down Chocobo's Dungeon, Castlevania, uh, even Metal Gear Solid. I thought of like when you push the boulder a whole lot on this game, it makes you stronger. Metal Gear Solid 2 has the thing where if you like pull up to look over a ledge, if you do the, that counts as a pull up. And if you do enough of those, then your guy gets stronger. Uh, Dark Souls, of course, uh, Dwarf Fortress. Those are, those are the- Everything that you listed about NetHack makes me think that NetHack is like Tales of Magiol 0.5. Oh, really? Yeah, Tales, Tales of Magiol is very similar in that it is a classic-style roguelike, top-down, grid-based. 
Uh, it's got the different class systems. Um, not just Tales of Magiel, but even more so than that, it made me think of um, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. Because the goal of the game, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup, is another one that is a top-down game, grid-based movement, etc. You start off the game by rolling your character. You get to choose different races, and you have different classes. All sorts of different classes, knight, monk, archer type things, etc., etc. And the goal of the game is to get to the bottom of the place, and on your way there, there's a lot of side areas that you can go do as well. But once you get to the bottom, there's something down there called the Orb of Zot, I think it is. And you have to get to the bottom, get the Orb of Zot, and then once you grab that, all of the monsters in the dungeon get very mad at you, and they start <sighs> trying to hunt you down. And so after that, your goal is to climb back out of the dungeon and get all the way back up to the top. Very much like the goal of uh, NetHack yeah. that you mentioned. And that makes me wonder if the goal in the original Rogue was something similar. I think it, pro- it, was, I think it was. Get to the bottom, steal a necklace or something, and then escape yeah. or whatever. I bet it was, because from what I tell, this is basically like Rogue improved. It's like they, they yeah. took the same... like they, they took plus plus. They, yeah, they took the code from Rogue and improved on it, is, is my understanding. Yeah. Uh, but what, sorry, so there's Tales of Magi L. What was the second game you said? Uh, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. DCSS. Dungeon is the initials. Okay. I got, I'll have to check that out. I know of Tales of Magi L. I haven't played it, but I know about it. Looking at, I'm pulling up some, uh, Dungeon Crawl. So Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup, uh, has, okay, okay. So these games. And have, Dungeon Crawl even actually features, like, the hunger stuff, uh, eating monster corpses, praying at altars. Uh huh. Um, things like that. Very, very similar type game. Cool. Okay. Awesome. I have to check these out. These look. Uh, I, I, I try like played Magi all for like uh like 15 seconds one day, and then like something came up and I had to do it. I want to give that one another try, but uh, the Stone Soup one looks really interesting yeah. also. Yeah. So that's the best justice that I can do to NetHack. I recommend trying it out. Uh, I. My my advice for trying the game out is don't let it intimidate you because you're going to launch the game and be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, what button does what? Just look up a guide real quick to find, like, the basic key commands because there are a lot of them, but it's really not that hard. Yeah, you're going to need help. You can't just jump into a game like no. that and expect to be good. Yeah. There you go. So hope, so I, I, I'm, I was very impressed by it. I don't know if I'll play it a whole lot more, but it, I I can understand why it's got such a such a diehard following. Uh, and I, it's, I gained a lot of respect for it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Go. I like it. Now you've got me looking around trying to find some of the games. There's like, there's this one in particular that, uh, people mentioned a while back that I heard about years ago. I heard about it a ton. Uh, it starts with like an E, I want to say, but I can never remember the name of it. I don't know what it is. When did it, it come is. out? I don't know. I can't remember any of the details. Wait, wait what, what made you think about it? It was newer than like NetHack though. It's just another top-down grid-based roguelike though. By the way, you can it's it's a the game is free. You can get it at nethack.org. Oh, that's cool. You should have started with that. <laughs> I'll I'll cut that part out. Boys. I'll cut that part out and edit it to the beginning of my discussion. That's Including good. this like, part where we tell you to put it at the beginning, yeah. and then everyone will be really confused. <laughs> yeah, that's I think I'm retarded that's, or more that's, retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Also, technically, Dungeon Crawl originally got released in 2006, so you could talk about it. If you play it, you can talk about it on the podcast, technically. Um, sorry, what month did it come out in 2006? And I guess it was, like, last updated in 2013, but I don't know. So. 
uh, NetHack actually got an update like a few months ago. Uh, I think it was December, and that was and it was that was what kind of put this game on my radar. I found I found uh, articles on a couple of news sites that said like 29 year or I think it's like 29 years old game like receives like an update, the first update in like 16 years or something like that. And I was like, interesting. Okay, that was where, when I started kind of like looking into it, and that was that was how I found out about it in the first place. I'll stop talking about that. But no, you're good. Actually, that game sounds really interesting. Yeah, it, it really is. What would? I'm glad you enjoyed what, it. What do you guys take it from here? All right, I played Valkyrie Profile and it was <sighs> fucking amazing. <laughs> Valkyrie Profile came out in uh, 2000 and is a very not not very well known RPG on the PlayStation. Nowadays, if you want to buy a copy, it's going to run you about a hundred dollars minimum. Uh, for the PlayStation version of the game. There have been re-releases, uh, mostly, uh, actually, I think it's only re-release on the PSP, which obviously you're going to be able to get for a lot cheaper, but that requires you to play it on PSP, and you poor, miserable bastard, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> then again, I, the, the alternative is spending $100 on a disc copy for the PlayStation, so I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> uh, the game is amazing. It's been over a decade since I last played the game, which makes me really sad. It's probably been closer to 15 years than it has 10 years. The first time I played it was on an emulator. I played a pirated copy of the game because it's expensive as crap even back then and impossible to find back then. So I played it on an emulator, and at the time, the emulator I was using or the version of the game I was using, I'm not sure which, had this problem where I wasn't able to access some of the dungeons. Hmm. This time around, I also didn't have to deal with that issue, so it was even better for me in that regard. The story of the game, uh, the prologue video opens up with uh, a young boy and a young girl hanging out in a village. They're friends, best friends, and the girl is being about to be sold off into slavery. And so they both run away from their village, and she goes into this uh, field of flowers that uh, the pollen that they put off kills people if they inhale that pollen. And so she ends up inhaling it, and she dies. And she gets buried at that meadow. And then, that's the end of the prologue. Then you go into the main game, and all of a sudden you're the Valkyrie, who just so happens to have the exact same silver-colored hair that the girl who just died has as well. So this game is Valkyrie Profile. It's based around Norse mythology. I bet it's her coming back as a plant. Uh, No, this isn't Trigon. What are you talking about? Oh, I haven't watched Trigon. You should do that. That's okay. okay. It's one of the better anime, I'd say. Trigon? No way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just about to go down. So then it cuts about, and you're hanging out with Freya and Odin, and they're like, hey, you need to go down to Earth and start collecting some souls. Ragnarok is coming, bitch. And then you go down to Earth. So this is an RPG game. Big surprise. I'm playing an RPG. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Now, the thing is, at this time, when this game was released, we had moved away pretty heavily from the turn-based combat system. We had mostly seen a lot of RPGs either go the full action route with leveling, but full field movement kind of a thing, or we saw the Final Fantasy-style system where you have the ATB, the ATB-style combat system where uh, every time the character's turn comes up, the time, time doesn't stop moving for, for the game. 
the combat is still going, everything's still flowing, there's a sense of uh, suspense from that. In this game, it goes back to the old-school style, like what we know from Final Fantasy 1, of turn-based combat. You've got your turn, and you get to set up your attacks, and then after your attack... What? Are you guys still... Is anybody still there? Please tell me yes. Hello? Hold on. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear Blake? No. Yeah, I can hear you. I can't hear... Whoa, you're lagging so bad. Yeah, I think it's... I think it was me. I think it's... I think it's fixing itself now. Wait, he's back! He's back! He stands over here like... Okay, it looks like we're good. We're good. Good to go. Okay, where the fuck did I get cut off? Um... You talked about... Trigun for a few minutes and then. <laughs> oh, it was, way, it was way after that, dude. What are you talking about? Oh, you were talking about the battle system. Um, it's like uh, you're talking about the like comparing the like uh, Final Fantasy battle systems and like Diablo style. All right, I'll just I guess I'll start at yeah uh, battle. Yeah, you were talking about like the different battle systems that were prevalent at that time and how this one. Yeah, you were talking about battle systems. Say one more time, remember battle systems. Are battle systems a go? That's Henshin and go go baby. <laughs> All right. So the battle system of this game is more of the traditional turn-based style that we get out of the, say, original Final Fantasy, for example. At this time, we'd moved away. A lot of the more mainline RPGs had moved away from that. We had two kind of different systems of RPGs then. We had the action-oriented kind of uh, combat styles in RPGs, where it was freeform movement, or at least a lot more freeform movement than is in any other kind of combat system. And then the other one would be the still, the new traditional Final Fantasy style system of the ATB system where combat doesn't pause. There's no pausing. Um, everything's going at all times unless you change the setting in the menu to make it so that uh, when you're menuing, going through spells and stuff that it pauses. Yes, I know. In this game though, Valkyrie Profile goes back to the traditional Final Fantasy style of having everything be completely turn-based. Oh, and like in this game, what's important about it... What? I said I like that. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you said oh. it like you were 50 feet... Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like money. <laughs> it's like the guy from fucking... <laughs> what's that we call? Idiocracy. <laughs> I like money. So this game, um, the combat system in it is really cool because your character's... It, your the setup that you're going to do in each battle is going to be different depending on your character's move sets, and it's weird to describe it as that because you think of move sets, and it, that's something more akin to like fighting games, you know. Instead of as a traditional RPG, you describe it as, oh, Edgar has the ability to use tools. He's got this ability. Uh, this character can cast spells, but in this one. Characters have move sets, and the reason that's so important is because each character in battle is assigned to a specific face button on the controller. Position one is square, position two is X, position three is triangle, and position four is uh, circle. And position four is the only one that's con- uh, considered as being back row for your team, so they can't get hit by spell, or they can only get hit by spells or long range attacks like archer attacks, etc. Um, did I talk about the weapon types of the game? No. Okay. Nope. So there's a couple different weapon types as well. You've got swords, katanas, uh, heavy swords, uh, bows, and spell users. And those are the different kinds of characters. 
And each character, each individual character has their own specific moveset. So even spear users aren't the exact same as each other. Uh, aside from their stats, their movesets can be completely different. And that means that they combo differently. Um, and what happens when you get into a battle in case this is all, this all sounds really weird if you don't know how the battle works. So what happens? You get into the battle and let's say you press square once. Uh, it, let's say you have your Valkyrie character in position one. She's going to run forward and she's going to swing her sword at the enemy. And then you don't press anything else. And then she comes back. If she has a weapon equipped, uh, that can give her multiple attacks, you can then use that to combo. So every character has three attacks on their own. Three potential, potential for three attacks, I should say. And depending on what weapon they have equipped determines which of those attacks are available. So let's say that she has a swing and a slice and a thrust. One weapon will give her access to the swing, the slice, and the thrust. Um, a different weapon will maybe be stronger, have higher attack, but only give her access to the thrust. Another one still might be a little bit weaker than that, and it might give her access to the slice and the thrust, or it might give her access to the swing and the thrust, or the swing and the slash, etc. So you've got ability one, ability two, and attack three, and each of these ones that you can use in a fight is determined by the weapon, and they all have different properties. Some of them will hit one time. Some of them will hit eight times. Some of them will knock the enemy into the air. Other attacks will knock the enemy onto the ground. And those are actually also very important to the combat system. When you knock an enemy to the ground, what happens is that if you keep comboing them, you knock these things called fire crystals out of them. And these fire crystals uh, are automatically used by the game. They're absorbed by the characters, and they give you... Like, they recharge your ability. You have a charged bar in the game that gets a, uh, consume or it gets filled up when you use your special abilities and you can't use your special abilities again until the charge bar gets back down to zero so these fire crystals let your characters keep pulling off their bigger attacks as the fight goes on the other thing when you knock an enemy into the air if you keep juggling them you knock magic crystals out of them and the magic crystals get you bonus experience after the fight's done so what you want to try to do is you want to get your team together and get an understanding of how all of their attacks work together to make one big full combo on an enemy. So you don't just attack with one of your characters at a time. What happens is, let's say you have your Valkyrie character run out and swing your sword at somebody and it knocks them into the air. Then you can have your other characters run out and hit them so that they keep the enemy in the air a little bit longer. And then you keep switching between which character is swinging based on how long their attacks take to activate, uh, what effect the attack has, and all this stuff. You want to get these things timed and lined up together so that you're getting uh, all of the hits from every character. And that fills up a special meter that lets you go into your super powerful attacks. And those super powerful attacks are the ones that fill every character's charge bar. So you've got your magic users, you've got your bow users, and all of these individual characters all have different forms of attacks that can have status effects, that can juggle characters on all of their attacks, that can hit an enemy 15 different times to help knock out extra magic crystals out of them if you want to level up really hard. If the Things enemy like dies that. during the juggle, do you get... Does it, stay, does, does it stay alive until it hits the ground, or does it Yeah, just, it stays okay. alive until you stop comboing. Gotcha. So you can keep beating cool. the crap out of something until your characters run out of attacks. Like, for instance, let's cool. say you have a magic user in the back. They're going to be able to toss out one spell per turn, and then your other three characters 
we'll assume that all of them have a, a weapon equipped that gives them three attacks per round. So you can go out with your first character, swing with them, bring in the other two, and then you've still got two more attacks with all three of those characters, as well as your spell mm-hmm. user, to all combo. Damn. It's a really very unique combat system that uh, the only game I can think of that has replicated it was the sequel to Valkyrie Profile, Valkyrie, <laughs> Valkyrie Profile 2. It's kind of like um, a Tales game or a Star Ocean game. I was thinking Star Ocean the way you were describing it. Okay. Yeah. Except it's right which funny enough, Star Ocean was done by Triace, as was Valkyrie Profile. Okay. This is basically the Star Ocean system, but put into a 2D turn-based combat. And so you've got all these attacks comboing off of each other. If you've played a Tales game or a Star Ocean game, you'll kind of have the same idea. Except in this game, it's more, it's like they uh, incentivize you more to do the juggling or the ground attacks. Instead of just, oh, look, he's on the ground so I can beat him up some more. It's, oh, look, he's on the ground. If I beat him up right now, I get bonuses for that. So that's the combat system in a nutshell. The overall story of the game is that you're the Valkyrie. You're going around collecting souls via the Einherjar to send them up to Valhalla. Uh, then, as I hinted at earlier, early in the game, you, for the prologue, you see that uh, there's this little girl that yeah, dies. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Okay. That plays a part later in the game. I don't want to okay. spoil too much for most people in case they want to go play it, but I'm also assuming that most of you out there aren't stupid, and you'll be able to pick up on this while watching it. The A ending for the game involves a lot of understanding and a lot of reading FAQs and guides on how to get the A ending. Because it revol- it's some really awkward stuff that you need to do. This is a classic 2000 RPG where if you don't have the guide, you're probably going to miss out on some pretty important stuff. Wow. And one of the things in this game that you'll most likely miss out on is you will not know how to get the A ending without a guide. It's a really odd, convoluted thing. There are some minor hints to it. But they don't come out and tell you that you need to do this thing with this character by this chapter or you're screwed. You need to have this stat super low, blah, 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 things like that. That's interesting that you have to have uh, so a yeah, stat you, low specifically. Um, It's not like a combat stat. It's a stat that tells you – that eval- it's like an evaluation of your character. And you have I was to have thinking like dialogue stuff. options. Okay. That's interesting. So is the uh, story is, that, is 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 the story pretty good? Sort of. Once it's got some really cool elements to it, but it takes so long to pick up. Uh, so you've got uh, the things that are going on in Asgard. Ragnarok's coming. The gods are fighting and all this stuff, and that's just kind of over there. And then you have all this story happening on Midgard, on uh, in other words, Earth. And it's cool stuff that's happening there, and there are character arcs, but none of it feels that impactful until Chapter 4, when you meet Lazard Veleth, who is in love with the Valkyrie and wants to try to become a god himself. (laughs) And he has found the Philosopher's Stone, so he has all of the knowledge of the world available at his fingertips. And that's when things really start to get uh, interesting with the lore of the game, with the mythos. Overall, the story doesn't end up playing that big of a part. It's there, and it's kind of cool for the for the parts that are cool. Like, everything with Lazard Veleth is really interesting. 
and the lore that they build up is really good. But the story itself, not so much. It's kind of like uh, Dark Souls in that regard, I guess, where Dark Souls isn't about the story. It's telling it all. It's about the world that's built up instead. Uh, other than that, the art of the game is beautiful. It's especially for the PlayStation. The cinematics are not that common. There's like an ending cinematic. That's about it. And the music is very, very, very good as well. Good. Uh, the music is again some of the best on the PlayStation. Uh, it's done by done by Matoi Sakuraba who did Star Ocean 2 and God knows how many other games he's done the music in. The biggest problem that the game has, I would say, is the voice acting. This doesn't come as a surprise to anybody. PlayStation era was not exactly known for its well-done, well-voice-acted video games. I would say it's quite the opposite, (laughs) in fact. Jill Sandwich. Yeah. So the uh, the one funny thing about the voice acting for this game, aside from the performance itself, it does often fall into a so bad it's good kind of position. Oh, that's good. But it is still so bad. Like so bad it's humorous? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, it actually features a lot of characters from Pokemon. Or what? a lot of voice actors from Pokemon. <laughs> oh, okay. But, yeah, I'm like, I, I, what? I, like, you've been talking about this game this whole time. This game sounds interesting. <laughs> and features characters from Pokemon. What? No, it's got the voice actor from there. It's got Officer Jenny. Uh, it has Brock. It has Ash, unfortunately. Uh, Meowth is in there, and I feel like there's a few That's others right. I'm getting to. That is right. Overall, the game, I was really surprised at how good it is. It's got its flaws for sure, but the there's a lot of uniqueness that it does that no other games even try to replicate. Like Specifically, the battle system this cool idea of comboing all of your characters together and having it uh, based around timing and all this makes it really, really fun, especially for a turn-based combat system. And uh, very similar to what the Mother series did, I'm surprised that no games have tried to copy it since then. We haven't seen a rolling HP system in any modern or even modern-ish games like what we had with the Mother series, and we don't see anything like this turn-based combo system that we got out of Valkyrie Profile. If you've got a 100 or 120 or 200 bucks to throw down uh, and you like RPGs, you're not going to get much better than Valkyrie Send Pro. me the money. <laughs> I, you know, I would if I could, but yeah, I can't. Not even a little bit. So it's really good? Esports money, though. Esports money. Esports money. Dirty money, dude. Filthy, dirty Monopoly money. <laughs> so you like this a whole lot? Yeah, I'm a very big fan of the game. It definitely has its drawbacks. Uh, voice acting, way up there. Difficulty and emulation is actually another one. I have a physical copy of the game now, but it's a lot easier to stream it off of an emulator, so I did it that way, but it doesn't work very well there. Some of the voices... It, the voice acting goes from bad to sounding like a broken robot. <laughs> nice. Jesus. It's it's really annoying. It's And it's not anything against the game itself. It's just it's the way it works on an emulator. Nothing you can do about that. It reminds me of, uh, like, a lot of the Sierra point-and-click adventure games that had terrible voice acting. And, and when I talked about Space Quest, like, 
I think on like the first episode of the podcast, I said something like it's, it sounds like they just grabbed like random developers or something just to read the lines because it just sounds so bad. And I actually found out recently that that is what it, what they did with some of those games. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not it's that like, surprising, but damn. What's bad about this game is that these are, quote, professionals. These are people that were voice <laughs> yeah, acting right. on Pokemon. <laughs> they should know how to do their jobs. And they don't have an excuse like Final Fantasy X has, where the characters are, uh, the voice actors are having to line up their speech. Oh, right. Uh, the way they're speaking and the, the pattern that they're speaking at and the rhythm with the line, uh, with the lip syncs. They don't have to lip sync anything. These characters, their lips aren't moving in Valkyrie Profile. So this is just a really bad voice acting job. It so sounds like he pretty much brought people into the booth, told them nothing about the emotion of the lines that they were supposed to be delivering, and just said, read that script. I can see that. It's yeah. awesome. Cool. So go yeah. out and buy it. Final thoughts, Blake? Uh, final thoughts. Great game. I'm glad that I finally got around to replaying this. Good. This is only the second time ever that I've played the I was game. About to add- you made it sound really, both of you guys actually made both of your games sound really appealing today. Like, normally it's like, I fucking hate this game, I want it to burn, like, yeah, go try it if you want to commit suicide, and the time it was like, yeah, this game's pretty cool, and here's some in-depth analysis. Either that, or we're like, this game was pretty good, and somebody else is like, fuck you, no it's not. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to talk about some of the other stuff. You know, actually, this definitely warrants mentioning. So... To discover the places that you're supposed to go and find your warriors and the dungeons that you go find, you meditate on the world map. And then you find a place that you're supposed to go, you fly over to it, you jump in there, and you recruit a character, you go into a dungeon. The dungeons are really cool because they're 2D platforming sections. So you'll go through this dungeon and you'll find a locked door. And then you'll just keep running off. You'll exit that room, you'll run off to the right some more. You'll throw an ice crystal, you'll jump on the ice crystal, jump up there, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it's it's all this exploration. Instead of just walking around, there's actual interactivity with the dungeons that you go into. And I think that's really, really, really yeah. cool. Uh, and then if you don't want to fight the monsters, you can throw, you can use your ice magic, and you can throw out an ice magic spell at an enemy on the dungeon map, and that'll freeze them for a little bit, and you can jump over them or land on them and use them as a platform, or you can jump past them and just advance to the next room. And you also have your sword that you can use at the time, and you can take your sword out and you swing it at them, and that guarantees you getting the first round in combat. So these little things that add quite a bit to the game yeah. are actually really, really cool. It sounds really cool. The fact that it blends this way, this weird, innovative, turn-based combo system gameplay in combat with the uh like the side scrolling platforming action of the dungeons themselves it's just these two really unique concepts that they bring together in one game and you guys listening don't get to see this but i threw up a link to a quick gameplay video if robert and jay want to check it out yeah check it out uh since you do that i want to show you guys uh just like a screenshot of NetHack, of, like, what the game looks like while you're playing it. Let me pull up one of those real fast since we're doing this real quick. Oh, I've seen this game before. Like... Okay, yeah. Here is, uh... God, this really... That's like a Star Ocean. Here's... Yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Here's a, a screenshot of what, of what like, NetHack looks like when you're playing it. 
Yeah, see, that's one of the reasons I can't play NetHack. You don't like that? I just cannot do the ASCII design. See, I actually, I don't know why, but I really enjoy the ASCII stuff. Because you code for a living. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know why? <laughs> this is what you fucking look at. Oh, yeah, it's exactly the same as what I remember. <laughs> but I, but even before, I don't know, I feel like even before I started doing it, I don't know, I, I just, something about it, I, I, I like the, uh, like how everything is like perfectly organized, and even though... If you don't, if you aren't familiar with the game, you can't tell what what's what just by looking at it. Like you learn it fairly quickly. It's you learn a lot faster than you'd think. Uh, yeah, it's something you could learn decently easily, but it, just looking at it, I don't want to look at I, it. I can understand. I can understand <laughs> that totally. Like, like on Dwarf Fortress particularly, I've tried. I've, yeah. I've tried getting into that game a few times. And uh, if I play Dwarf Fortress ever, it's going to need to be with a tile. Well, yeah, set. and there are, I would not be able to do it any other way. There are so many tile sets for Dwarf Fortress, and there are a lot of really good ones. But I always prefer just playing the ASCII style. I that's just, but I totally, I totally get. You're afraid. I totally under. Yeah, well, that's true too. I totally, I totally understand. No, actually, a lot of people prefer the ASCII style. I've spent my time, quite a bit of time reading around people's opinions on various roguelikes, and a lot of people are in that same boat of preferring the ASCII over the tile set. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'm one of them, but I, but I totally understand people who don't like that. Yeah, I don't think right. it's like an elitist thing or anything like like you just don't get it. Like I, some, for some people, that just looks ugly. That is not visually pleasing, and yeah. I get it. Anyway, uh, Jake? Sorry, I was making noises. What, what are um, your opinions on, on ASCII? Um, it looks interesting. I feel like it would be something that if I knew about this 10 years ago, I'd probably do it. But I, I don't know why, but like I just feel like now I would not be able to dedicate the time to sit there and learn it. And you talk, You're talking about the ASCII style specifically, not just roguelikes, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, there's no way I could be able to, I could dedicate the time to it. I just... Maybe someday, but it just nah. I'd rather spend time learning how to code if I'm gonna sit there and do that. <laughs> not that they're the same, but yeah, not that they're anything the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you want to talk about your game also? Sure. Since you guys picked two really, really long games, I picked. The really oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on. I have one question, real fast. Sorry. <laughs> sure. Like, uh, is this is this is a really noobish question? But is uh, Valkyrie Profile is that is that related to the Valkyria Chronicles games? No, no, no. Okay, that's all. All right, go on, go on, Jay. Cool. Um, so for this week, I played Dig Dug, the old school arcade game oh, that came out in the early eighties. Oh yeah, dude, I God. thought you would like this. All right, so I'm assuming both of you have played this. Fucking Dig Dug. Yeah, I love. I don't remember much about it. Robert's voice. No, Dig God. Dug. Hell yeah. That's like just so, one step uh, below uh, Burger Time. Right Googling, there. hold on, Burger. Oh, you don't remember? I might. Let me see. This that. on here multiple. Oh times. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know of this. I mean, I think I know of this because of you, though. So the reason I know this game is because when I was a kid, uh, Pizza Hut used to have arcade games at their at their locations, and I used to win these coupons from school for, I, I don't even know what, probably doing nothing, because it was you know grade school, but they'd essentially give us these coupons to go get some free pizza, and I would sit there and play this game for like you know, 20, 30 minutes while my pizza's getting ready. And 
Yeah, it's, it, it was a blast. Like it, it's it's an old school arcade game. Um, essentially, you are this little dude um, with a digging. De- well, actually, does he actually have a digging device? I know he has the the harpoon with the, the pumping action. But essentially, it's um it's an old school arcade game. Uh, old school arcade game, and the idea is you start as a dude and you can dig up or down. Um, there's like different layers of earth, but the the layers don't matter. They're just different colors. And then there's two creatures that are um, around you, just kind of surround you. And the objective is to kill them or wait until they leave the screen. Um, and they do that after a couple minutes of chasing around. Uh, the two creatures, one is like this little dragon thing that will essentially try to breathe fire on you. And if it hits you, you die and you have three lives before you get a game over unless you achieve a certain number of points and then you get bonus lives. And then the other, the other uh, monster is like this little dude that just walks around. He's just a melee dude. And if they, if he touches you, you die in one hit. Um, yeah, the thing is that the creatures, they don't dig. Uh, what they do is they will turn into this ghostly form, I think is what it's called, and they basically float through the earth until they reach an opening, and then they'll come after you. So they'll float towards you and try and land directly on top of you, and then just poop on you, essentially. Um, the minions, if they get bored or you get too far from them, they'll run to the top, they'll run to the surface, and they'll either run right or left. If they run right, they hit the wall, and they bounce off, and then go left and go off the screen. If they exit the screen, then you basically beat the level, but you miss out on the points for um, killing them. Um, the funny thing is, there's a couple bu- not, not if they're bugs, but just really, really frustrating things about this game. Um, sometimes the dudes are stacked up, the enemies are stacked up on top of each other. Like, so so close together, you cannot tell that they're there. And the way that you kill the creatures is you have this harpoon that you shoot out, and if you, it shoots, like, you know, a couple inches away from your character. And if it lands on them, you hook them, and then you start pumping them up. And you literally fill them up, and then once they get to a certain point, they pop, and they die. But if there's two dudes, and you don't realize it, they'll, they're, and they're both walking at you, you'll harpoon one of them, start pumping it up, the other one will hit you and kill you. Yeah. And you die. And it's really frustrating. And sometimes you'll miss your harpoon. I don't think that's a bug. Uh, some of the other things... I don't think that's a bug. I think that's just like you oh, can really? only attack one dude at a time. Well, no, it's not that. It's that they're stacked so closely, you don't know that there's two oh, there from what... the start I of the you. level. I got you. Yeah, and it's it's pretty it's pretty frustrating at times. The other thing I know that I had issues with is sometimes when you're controlling your character going cuz you can only go up down, left and right. Um sometimes your character can't go left or right while going up or down, even though they should be able to. Um which is like really weird. Sometimes your character will overshoot where you're trying to go. So if you tap up twice, he might go up three times before you can go left. Oh. And I was I, I experienced this on, on two different versions of the game, so I, I'm pretty sure it's just a common thing that happened. Uh cuz I mean, you know, arcade style games. Um Trying to think what else. Oh, so as you progress through the levels, uh, on the surface, a flower grows, and it, uh, another flower grows each time you complete a level from right to left. Uh, once it gets all the way to the left, the flower upgrades into a super flower, which uh, this says nothing. It just tells you how many levels you've completed, because obviously the entire objective of the game is to get as high a score as possible. And so once you get your first super flower, then it just goes all the way left again, and you get your second one, and you basically go as long as you can. I don't know if there's actually just, like, an end result to this game. I, I don't think so. I imagine yeah, like a final maybe level. if you just – yeah, I imagine the game will probably just end at a certain point because you're just, you know, too good at the game or something, essentially. And like uh, Kind of like how Donkey Kong, like, gets, like, like basically crashes if you get far enough. Oh, is that – yeah, that's what I'd imagine would happen, to be honest. So Yeah, I just, I just uh, pulled up a uh, – I just did a Google search and it says Dig Dug New World Record Kill Screen, which is basically the same, which is what that means. So, yeah, it looks like you just keep going until the game, like, until the memory gets overloaded. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got decently far. Um, I got till, I got, t- uh, two flowers completed, two full flowers completed, which it gets insane. Like, 
when I finally died, and so the AI is not actually that stupid, which is kind of bizarre, but they will purposely avoid sort of your pathing. You can kind of understand where they're going to go after a while. You kind of understand where they're going to approach from. But for the most part, they will actually uh, avoid it and come straight on top of you. So if you like create like a, like a pathway in front of you to try and um, have them you know, be at a distance, essentially, they will avoid it and just run on top of you and kill you. Uh, when you get to levels where there's like five, six, seven dudes on the screen, it's crazy, man. Because you're sitting there pumping one, you can pump a second one, you can pump, you have to pump them, you know, almost immediately. And when you're digging, your character moves slower than your opponent or than the enemies, so they will essentially just poop on you after a while if you just keep trying to dig your way away from them. Uh, the music and the, the sound effects are, you know, whatever. It's a very old, old school game, like early '80s. Uh, but the funny thing is, if you're not moving, and I noticed this on both of my games as well, the uh, sound effects stop. So you have to stop in order to promote the the sound effects that keep happening, which was kind of bizarre. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, overall, it was pretty fun. I mean, I, I just wanted to play something pretty simplistic, and I thought of this game recently because I, I drove by a Pizza Hut, which there actually aren't that many around here, and so I just made me think of it. And I was like, oh, I want to give that give it a try sometime again. So, yeah, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. That is pretty cool. It looks like from what I'm looking at here is uh, level 256 is where. Jesus is where like it's it says what happened it sounds like what happens at 256 is when you start the level there's a guy there's a bad guy on top of you so you just automatically die when the level starts <laughs> it's like some way somehow the That's like, so like, the, like so the memory gets corrupted or something like that and causes that to happen. well I'd imagine that it doesn't know where to put any more bad guys because you keep getting more and more bad guys mm-hmm. so I'd imagine at a certain point it just well plus 256 is the highest the numbers could go right. with a bit with the um, hex based system like that. Yeah. So they may have also just programmed that stage as like, well, we don't people want people to totally crash the game at 256. Yeah, for 8 bit, right? So we have to kill them immediately at 256. It says for 8 bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would be um, FF. Yeah, and it would be, yeah, it, yeah, for, for, because, yeah, for 8 bits, the highest you can get is 255, so something crazy goes. Well, well, 255. Well, it's 256. It is 256, but it's well counting it's counting zero. zero. So it would be le- so yeah, it would be level 256. It, so it's weird that it's not level 257. But anyway, well, no, they like I said, they probably programmed 256 to be that way, so that you don't get to 257 and like oh maybe so. Oh good, okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I, I'll be. I was at like level twenty something, and I was feeling like uh, there was no way to beat it. So, <laughs> like, I'm on top of the world. That's how. I, that's how and I, uh, that was pretty hard. So that's how I was when I was like on level six with uh, Ned Hack. I'm like, oh, I did pretty good that round. Yeah, it was a blast. I, I always like going back and playing arcade. Actually, I was looking for two different things. I was either looking for a um, up top down plane game kind of like uh, that one that I played for Super Nintendo, or a fun fighting game, and I came across this, and I was like, oh, th- I'll do this. This sounds fun. That was a good one. Dig Dug. Rogue Scrogeon, that's what that was. Name. Dig Dug is a really fun game. Classic. Yeah, 1982, by the way. So. 82? Pretty fucking old. Yeah, that's what it says here. Yeah. 1982, April 19th. Holy shit, I didn't know it was that old. Did I? Are you guys ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready for this? Dude, this top three, by the way, is one of my favorites we've done. I, I'm the top three we've been doing the last like month, I would say, or last couple months, have been so good. Like I've actually looked forward to talking about them. These have been pretty cool. Yeah, I wasn't 
I guess I wasn't really let down by this one, but it was just what surprised me is that Nintendo really doesn't have that many series. Yeah, I know. That's kind of where I Lisa got, and I were saying that as I well. I kind of got caught up with that too. Like I, I'm kind of with you, Blake. Like I'm, I'm all right with this one, but I, I was like, there's like five good ones to choose from. <laughs> like, yeah, even stretching it, I'd say that there's less than ten. By oh far. yeah, there's eight or not maybe nine. If you really want to read. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd agree with that. So are we going to, do we, do we all have the same number one, do you think? Uh, uh no, probably. definitely not. Okay. Right. I, I don't think Me so. And Blake probably do. Alright. Well, let's go first with, uh, uh Me. Okay. Sorry, right, so I wait, actually oh, have sorry, a sorry, hold on, hold on, we gotta say what this is, I forgot. Oh yeah, you didn't talk about what it was. <laughs> Top three <laughs> Nintendo, uh, property, Nintendo properties that we think, uh, that we would like to see made into a movie if it, if the movie was made well. If the movie was made well, yeah. That's the big issue. Yeah. So, alright, my number threes, because there are two of them, and the reason I have two of them is because I'd like them both, and it's for the same reason that I wouldn't like them. And that's because I don't know that they could be done well. Uh, it's a tie between Zelda and the Mother series. Oh my I'm, god, I'm really, this is your number three? I'm really surprised by yeah. that, because we were talking about how... That's two on my list. We were talking about how, like, ter- <laughs> we talking about how terrible Zelda would be last time. Well, exactly. If, if, and I mean, this is a big stretch here. If it was done well, it would be really cool. I just don't expect any place to be able to do it well. And I have the same feeling for Mother being trans, Mother or Earthbound, for those that don't Mm. know. I have the same feeling for that, except for very different reasons. I don't know that Mother can be translated well to the big screen. So much of it is that feel of, that video gamey feel. Like, I don't know how well that can be brought to any other medium. I don't... You can tell the same story <laughs> in a movie or a book or on a TV show, but I don't see how it can be pulled off to have the same kind of impact that playing the game itself gives I you. feel like Zelda just would not translate, even if it was made the best that it could be. I just feel like it's like... I think it would translate better than Mother. Uh, probably so. I could but see that, that being like a series. The, the thing with that, I feel like that would be, it could be a better as like a TV show series or even an anime would be pretty good for Zelda? that series. No, no, sorry, for the Mother series. I can see, I can uh, see, maybe. I can see an anime, but that would also be really tough. Like, for, I feel like that would like go way too far, maybe even in the other direction of like being too kooky and goofy and like stupid if they tried to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be better as I think it'd be better than a movie, but I mean that was still on my list, so yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Jay, then what's your number? I'll just put that as number three. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's your number three. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say it as my number three. It wasn't my number three; it was my number two. Okay. But I'll just fucking do it as my number three then. Um, I'm gonna go for number three. I'm gonna go with F Zero. Um, oh, interesting. I wondered about that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to, you know, when I, I'm thinking of, when I say this, I think of like the short little comic that's included in the manual for F, for the original F-Zero. 
And it's got like some of the backstory, like uh, Captain Falcon is a bounty hunter, if I remember correctly. And I would like to see like a lot more yeah. of that. You know, obviously there would have to be some racing in it, but I, I would like to see it as not like a movie based just on racing, but on kind of the backstory behind the F Zero characters. I think, I think uh, <laughs> again going with the with the the, uh, the the key phrase here that if it was made well. This would be good. I think if it was. Let's just say that across everything. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think that applies. No, 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 I, Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, I agree. <laughs> but my, what I'm saying is, I think this, what I was getting to is, if this was actually made, I would see it end up being like the, uh, the Speed Racer movie, which, and that would be. Sad. Yeah, that's what I thought when I thought of it. Yeah. But again, if they did it well, I think it could be pretty cool. My, well, we'll go, we'll do honorable mentions later if we want to. Yes. Yeah, for the F-Zero movie, they'd have to blend the racing and the character stuff. Yeah, big time. Because Captain Falcon's such a cool character. <laughs> for, for, I mean, as far for the little characterization he has, as far as we know. Yeah. Jake? Very, very, very little. <laughs> no, Jay did his number three. Oh, right. Okay. Like, yeah. So it's time for my number two. Uh, my number two is Pikmin. All right, I can see that. Interesting. I, see that. I thought about I And the reason that I as soon as I put these two ideas together, I was like, that's your movie. It would have to be Pikmin as done by Pixar. Oh, oh man, that's shit. really good. Right? Oh man, that's really good. There you go. That markets right. itself too. I'm in. Holy <laughs> shit. That right, I've watched that. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect well, what it, yeah, it doesn't matter what it's about. It's fucking it Pixar. Like, uh... <laughs> Like I haven't, like I'm obviously I'm familiar with Pikmin, but I've never actually played any of the games. But I would imagine it being oh, so kind of like, uh, like Wally or something like that, where like the main characters don't actually talk or really or talk really or anything like that. But, but they don't. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the the premise of the game, Robert, if in case you don't know, is basically you crash land somewhere and you have a certain set number of days to retrieve parts from different levels and. You find these little these little Pikmin that help you along your way, and they do different things. And there are these monsters that will eat and kill them and stuff. Sure. But like, it's crazy. Like when when it starts becoming nighttime, this countdown starts happening, and it is the scariest thing in the world. Oh really? I can like hear it. It's it's almost as scary as the Sonic. That's the all I'm about to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> I, I, like that if that's ten. Had in my head right then. That's weird. If if it's if if Sonic the Hedgehog drowning is ten, this is like a seven. Oh, damn. That puts that's it in perspective for you. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Okay. I like it I like that. I like the I like the Pixar detail that you sold. Yeah, that's really good, dude. That that is actually that. How is that not your number one? I'm kind of, I feel like <laughs> yeah, you're, you're wicked creative with this. Let this me tell Lisa. I'm gonna meet my wife. <laughs> He's so stoked about the idea. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, Once I put those, this. I guess part of why it's my number two is because I'm kind of the I same bet. way as you, Rob. I've never put that much time into the Pikmin games. Huh? I played a few hours of the first one a decade and a half ago now but it wasn't like something i fell in love with and then i was looking at nintendo franchises and i was like pikmin's a cutesy kind of movie you could maybe or a cutesy kind of game and setting you could maybe do something with that but how how would you make that work oh pixar you'd put pixar at the head of it and they would make that work since, uh, that'd be really interesting. Since we've officially said this and published it now if pixar ever makes it maybe we can sue them for the rights yeah, it's. it's I, all... I wouldn't even care. I just want to see the movie now. <laughs> That's nuts. Jay like has to have this happen now. Yeah, dude, I'm so down. 
Gonna start emailing your congressman about it. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm next. Is it me second or Jay? No, Jay. Jay's, Jay's next. You're next, Jay. Okay. All right. So, hold on one second here. So Lisa, Lisa and I came up with this idea together. So Punch That's Out really starring. Cute. That's cute. I know. Well, we, I usually the top three. I usually talk to the rest of my house about it just to hear their ideas and see what kind of things they came up with. So Punch-Out starring Muhammad Ali, Sylvester Stallone, or Mark Wahlberg. Your choice. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> First of all, that's, that's right. what Sylvester Stallone be. Not anymore. Trainer. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, Well, that'd be good. No, you, it's got to be like a little scrawny guy. Well, that – and we're, well, I think we Mac talked about this a little bit. Scrawny. He's tall. Well, he's not – well, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, that we know of. I'm not I'm – not, yeah, you're right. Not scrawny, but like small. Yeah. So Mark Mark Wahlberg fits for that. Yeah, that Mark Wahlberg that works. Tyler Booth. No, Chilla shut Booth. up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Robert, you're so upset. <laughs> no, shut up. No, I'm nothing. I have nothing against Shia LaBeouf, but that would not work. Directed by Michael Bay. How about that? That way, every time he throws a punch, an explosion. That would work. Him. That's good. That's good. Transformers just come crashing Michael through Bay the wall. can do Teenage Michael Determines. Michael Bay can do the F Zero movie. <laughs> actually, yeah. I mean, the, the dialogue and the story probably would be oh, shit. It's fine. Or the, or the I actually like movie. that idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, I have a feeling I know what you're. So, so wait, is. so, so, uh, Mark Wahlberg is going to be Little Mac. What kind of? What's like the yep. style of movie? What, what, what's the movie like? Is it like? Oh, it did the the it, Rocky. So it's like an inspirational, no, like Rocky type thing. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I know who's gonna play the trainer. Let me pull up a picture. Oh, I know. Oh, it's, there it's, it's got to be the trainer from Rocky, right? No, 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 no. Because no. I mean, the the trainer in. in oh right, he's, was oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? This guy right here, Mr. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> oh my God! No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like it works just right. Forrest Whitaker has that like like the. I feel like the trainer. Come on, imagine this guy yelling at Mark Wahlberg or whoever. And telling him to train harder and just yeah, but he did do that. He stuff. he seemed really fucking like laid back and chill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, there wasn't much dialogue. It would be okay. punch out, but in um in the Wii What's punch here? out, he gets mm-hmm. like, he gets into it. I, I, I mean, think who else would be good at this? It would work. I keep thinking of of uh, Cleveland from from Family Guy. That's the I'm only thing I can of, think I'm of. I'm thinking of Chef from South Park. See, okay, okay, you and I are on the same train of thought here, then. We're very similar. I can it's see like that. like an average-looking dude, you know? Dude, and you know you know who Mort is from Family Guy? That could be. <laughs> that's, gla- <laughs> that, that's Glass Joe right there. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, the, movie, the, the movie can have Dada 5000 in it. <laughs> Didn't he di- No, uh, no, that oh, was... Kimbo, that. Kimbo died. Kimbo. Dada... Well, Dada technically died twice, is what he said, and not yeah. when he was after he went to the hospital. Interesting. That was incre- That was crazy, man. Holy that shit. was a fucking mess. That fight is such a joke. It was a. It oh was, man, all right, we're getting. We're yeah, getting let's. Down. I don't even want to give. Justice. Robert. Well, it doesn't matter. My list is pretty much done since Blake spoiled two of them. So <laughs> I'm pretty much done talking here. My number two is Donkey Kong. And I'm gonna go with huh. like a uh, like a sh- that one again. I tried to think of a way to make it work, and I could not. What I'm thinking is like I don't have a like a like in depth. I don't have it figured out in depth, but I'm thinking like a like a style of like Shrek. 
Hmm. Like a goofy, like okay. funny, kind of like Donkey Kong's is kind of funny guy that gets like maybe mad real easily. He's got a short temper, but he's a good dude and he's out to, so, you know. like Ralph. Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, 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 kind of maybe, uh, but he's not a bad guy. He's actually a good guy. It's not the, it's not the <laughs> Donkey Kong from the original Donkey Kong. It's like the, he's not a bad guy. It's like the modern, but he, he is the No, 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 it's guy. the modern day Donkey Kong where he's actually a good guy. Uh, see, yeah, so when I thought of that, like, I, that was kind I, of... I thought about that as well. ...what I went along with. They actually have done a Donkey Kong animated series. It's terrible. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. Don't... It do came out around the same time as the, the, whatchamacallit, Sonic the Hedgehog, didn't it? Sonic the Hedgehog and... Uh, Mega Man? Didn't they make, they did a Mega Man one as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one was also good, bad. Uh, <laughs> I love yeah, that Yeah, I kind of the same lines, but I just... I guess for me, I kept thinking back to the animated Donkey Kong series that's already happened, and it's just so bad. Luckily, I haven't <laughs> seen that. What I, what I was thinking of is uh, in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for Wii U, like, at the very beginning of the game, it uh, it's Donkey Kong's birthday, and it's, like, setting up, like, the premise of the game. It's, like, you know, really, basically inconsequential, but it's setting up a story for the <laughs> game. It's Donkey Kong's birthday, and he's sitting there, and he's got this big cake in front of him, and there's one candle on the cake. And when the bad guys start coming in, like freeze all the islands or whatever, the very first thing that happens is a a very light wind blows through his window, and the wind puts his candle out, and all of a sudden he it just sets him off, and he's like so angry that his candle got blown out. Like I imagine a story based on like this, like Donkey Kong with a short temper getting super angry at lots of stuff, but but he's actually like a he's a good guy, but he's got like you know he's like a comical temper type thing. That's what that's what I see. That's how I see this. Almost like a Bowser type character, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like uh, that I don't know. You I don't know. Say that, but anyway, I, what, what I thought of was like a Shrek style movie with Donkey, starring Donkey Kong. Yeah. Not, not that, not that that describes Shrek, but I just imagine it in that. Sort of no, it, it, yeah, I mean, well, they made four of them, so it's pretty comical at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Or three or four. I'm not sure. I think I only saw the first one. one. I did too. Shrek Forever After is number. Okay. What's uh yeah. what what you got for number uh two? Or no wait, no wait. No, I'm a, I'm on number one. No, we're all yeah, we're on number one now. And my number one, I believe we've talked about this one being made into a movie quite a bit already, it would have to be Metroid. Yeah, I, I thought about this as well. I thought that was too yeah. generic. I am I mean it's the obvious answer and I yeah. feel like it just works so well. If they were to make it into this horror thriller suspense movie high tension her running around ridley attacking a spaceship just so ridley. much of that series makes for a perfect movie it works so so well yeah it, it could think, be good i i mean i see it that was my that's that's yeah. my number one as well and i see it pretty much the same i thought it was i see good. it a little bit more atmospheric but, uh, hmm. yeah, it would be an atmospheric suspense okay. kind of movie. Yeah. I've, that one, I think out of all of these, if done right, would be, could be like a really genuinely awesome movie. I don't, I don't think it'd be an amazing movie, but I think it would be a good movie. Even well, if it was well, done well, like it'd be cool. You're wrong. I'd picture it something kind of like, uh, the original Alien, yeah. but with a lot more action. With a lot more action? That's yeah. funny because I think about it with a, like maybe a little bit less action. Really? Well, I remember <laughs> that's so funny. being a little less action. 
Because when I think of the original Alien, I I don't I don't picture them confronting the Jimmy, alien. That Jimmy, no, that's true. Yeah, the the original Alien is definitely based on building suspense and letting that just hang for a long time. Yeah. But I see this with maybe even a little bit less than that. Really? I don't know. I pick when I picture Metroid, I picture the suit, I picture her firing missiles off at stuff, um running through corridors, uh shooting giant sea dragon monsters. Okay, okay, let, like let me that. let me let me back up a little bit. Maybe maybe I maybe I'm you I think you're right. Maybe what I'm thinking of is more along the lines of uh less more of a focus on exploration and being in some weird unknown place that you know nothing about as opposed to there's a monster following me. Well, I think it, w- it would have to be both of those, like, but like with the original alien, it's just, there's the alien. Sure, sure. You're running from that alien. And with, um, with Metroid, I picture it as running from or confronting a lot of other various kind of monsters. It wouldn't be just that. She would be doing a lot of exploring of dark caves with weird flying creatures zooming around and stuff. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, but then it would be like half and half sort of. Okay. I, I think, I think we're pretty much on the same page. Let's make it, let's All make right. it happen. Right to your congressman. All right. Figure. I'm already writing a letter. I got you guys covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already got started for that Pikmin by Pixar. So. And then yeah, Jay's yeah, like, Jay's like P.S. Also Metroid. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 what's funny is I came into this list and my number one is like, if obviously we've talked about this, but if it was done well, I would. I know, Blake. I'm sorry, but I would love to see Majora's Mask made into a movie. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I love it. I, I think it's such a. I think it's such a great story. It's. I would going into this, that was the one that I wanted to see the most, but I think I would want to see the Pikmin Pixar more, just because I think it'd be really well done. All right. <laughs> like you're like a disappointed parent right now. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed. Um, any honorable mentions? Like like freaking kill them all at the beginning of it. <laughs> I've got a few. I've got one. Uh, actually, to go back to the Pixar thing, but a more specific example, I'd really like to see Smash Brothers in the same <laughs> vein as Toy Story. <laughs> Dude, you got some, you got awesome ideas. <laughs> I mean, because that's kind of how they're portrayed in the original one. Remember? Yeah, yeah, they're like these action figures yeah. that come to life and start fighting each other. I thought about that and I was like, I was like, I didn't know how it would be done though. Like I thought about that, I'm like, man, that'd be really cool to watch. But I'm like, why would it be cool to watch? That makes it yeah, cool to watch. Exactly. For me, it was just like it was like uh, it's just Toy Story. All it is is just Toy Story mm-hmm. again. I don't feel like that's good enough to make the list. Uh, and then there is Star Fox. I was gonna say that was mine. That yeah, the big space fighter epic. It eh, could be fun, probably. Michael Bay. I think that would have to be Michael Bay. <laughs> honestly, I don't think you could yeah. pull it off any other way, really. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And then finally, my last one is Fire Emblem. But I, wonder I don't if think that Fire would Emblem would as a movie. So I think Fire Emblem should be done as an anime series, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that's already happened. I was going to say that wouldn't that. surprise me. I'd be okay. Me. I would be cool with that. Yeah, it'd be very generic, I'd imagine. But Well, once again, yeah, that, if it was okay. done well, is the 
keep, well, yeah. key thing here. Yep. Because, yep. yeah, I think you're right. If that actually was made, it would probably be generic as hell. Mm-hmm. It'd be very similar to a lot of... This is, this is, was this actually list, turned though. out a little bit better than I thought. Like, you carried the shit out of this yeah, list. Yeah, you, you got this one. He, it's true. Your honorable mention, then. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't think we got any feedback. I don't think we got any input on on what uh, people would like to see as far as uh, games being made would go. But we'll move on to emails and such. We got a few tweets. What's our next topic? Oh, you want to go with the one? You want to go with the ones that we think would turn out really bad and we don't want to see happen? Uh, I think we should wait a week and, and come back to it if we're going to yeah. do that. Or, uh, if we're uh, still going to do it after All right, well, hold on. Let me, lay, let me write this down. Where's my shit? Give me like 45 minutes, just a second. Do you all have any ideas? No. No, actually, what? Uh, we go through here and see what we have uh, talked about maybe doing before. We do best character names to name your kid after. Be- uh, this one would be, well, this would be somewhat tough. Best voice acting. Oh, Ooh. who we'd see voiced? Well, uh, who we'd see a character? No, like best voice think. acting that's actually been done. I mean, oh. or we could do it. I think I feel like we've done. No, we've done that one. We've done the one you. We've done what you just said. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. Um, I have we done weirdest games you've played yet? We, no. we could do... Uh, like, weird as in bizarre, like, kind of just I mean, that's... off-the-wall type shit? Yeah. Hey, don't use that tone. <laughs> what else? I'm like, <laughs> oh, what I'm else? Just, just clarify. Just to make sure. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you, you think. Like, by weirdest games, do you mean, like, weird games? That's basically yeah, exactly. that's what you just asked me, pretty much. But I used a different word, <laughs> just to confirm. Right. Yeah, you could you, you, you call it strange if you want to. Yep. You know what else we could Anything that's a classic game qualifies. You know what we also good that we could do like later? Worst character names to name your kid after. Why don't we just do that? Because that might actually yeah, be a lot more interesting. Yeah, on that one, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's just do 3-3 three, 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 since we were talking about doing 5-1. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That'll be, our, that'll be our, our payback for the listeners for missing so many episodes this year. We're going to have a double top three next time. I'm going to let you know that one of my worst names is going to be some something that someone I know or used to work with actually <laughs> named their kid. Oh, yeah. Not even joking. Somebody, they, remember, I will let you know that they – what was that? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was saying somebody wrote in – I think we were discussing this one time a while back. Somebody wrote in and said that they – like their like, sister or somebody they knew named their kid Gannon. <laughs> It's actually it's in that it's in that world, so it's pretty funny. They uh, both the parents both have uh, tattoos of the Triforce as well, so I can pretty much guess where we're going. And they're on the back of their necks too, not even like you know, somewhat concealed. <laughs> it's like back of the necks, colored. All right, here I'm gonna put this in our chat. 
Word. So we don't forget what it is. All right. So the next top three. So we got two not two uh, top threes for the next episode. Best character names to name your kid after any video game character, and worst character names to name your kid after. I actually just thought of one, and I'm not even sure if it's the best or the worst. <laughs> oh man, just overlaps. <laughs> We're gonna like all of. Our- I'm not sure where to put this one, so I'm just gonna say it. And we'll just kind of talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, All right, man. cool. So we'll do that. Like it. Moving on to tweets and emails. So we got a couple t- before we get to the emails. We got a couple tweets over the past few weeks. Um, we got one from it's Bucky you fool who's sent us a couple tweets before. He says I'm confused as to whether or not I should buy a new 3ds to replace my 3ds. With the new system around the corner, he's referring to the Nintendo NX coming out next year. Thoughts? So he wants to know whether he should buy a uh, a new 3DS. Like you own one, correct? He owns. Um, a, he says he owns a 3DS right now. The Nintendo NX okay. is coming out next year. He wants to know if we think he should buy a new 3DS. Oh, well, I mean, the NX, from what we've heard, is supposed to be a... Um, an at-home console, not a handheld console. Well, it's supposed to be like a hybrid. Is it? It's supposed like the word is, like nobody really knows. The word is it's supposed to be in some way some sort of hybrid between a console and a mm. handheld gaming device. Hmm. Well, if that's the case, then I guess we have to wait until there's more information on the NX. Well, if he, so if, I, if I would wait for now. So for now you would wait. So right now he's trying to decide, yeah. should I buy one right now? You're saying no. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wait until there's more details. I personally am really happy with the uh, new 3DS, but if you already have a 3DS, you can play most of the 3DS's library on that. The only one that comes to mind that you couldn't play on an older 3DS that is a new 3DS exclusive is... Uh, uh, Xeno so, Xeno Saga? No, that's the, whatever. The PS2. There was one that came out on the Wii, and then it got ported over to the new 3DS. Oh, oh, uh, Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chron- Xenoblade. Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, that's the only game that I can think of. I know that there's a few more about, that are new 3DS Emblem? exclusive. What about the new Fire Emblem? Uh, I don't know if that one is. Okay. I think uh, when he sent us this tweet, I think I said that I would go ahead and buy a 3DS since the NX is going to be something presumably totally different. But I, I think I missed the part that he said that he already has a 3DS right now. So, yeah, I would say if you have a 3DS, maybe just hold off. But at the same time, I really doubt there's going to be much of any overlap between the new 3DS and the NX so maybe it's still, if you're wanting to replace it, I would probably still wait, but I'd say it's probably, I think it's probably a safe bet if you really just want to go ahead and buy buy a new one to go ahead and get it, because I doubt there will be overlap. But if you can wait, I would say wait. Like if your 3DS is broken right now and you need something, go ahead and buy one. If it's working fine, there's there's you're not going to get a whole lot out of the new 3DS as far as I know. So I'd say go ahead and uh, just uh, wait on that if your 3DS is working. I don't have either. I'm 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 thinking about getting a new 3DS pretty soon, maybe, because I don't have any of them. I don't have any either. I thought about it from time to time. There's a couple games that look pretty cool for it. 
Yeah, there's definitely. I haven't bought a new system in a very long time, honestly. Yeah, I haven't either. Like, there's plenty of games that look uh, really good. Uh, and from, from what I gather, the 3DS has a really good library, like a really strong library, but like I play like so many games already as it is. Like, I just, What's the newest system you have? The newest system I have is a PS3. Okay. So Damn. we're about the same then. Okay. It's cause most of my game, like 90% of the games I play are PC. Yeah. And then like. The rest of the stuff. Well, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I have a Wii U. I'm sorry. Uh, that's the newest one I have. But 90% of what I play is PC. I play Wii, Wii U sometimes, but we only have one. Well, we only have one like good TV in our house. Back in my office, where I have my computer, I also have a smaller TV, which is what I have all my like uh, like classic consoles hooked up to, which is Nintendo, Super Nintendo, PS2. So like among like with among those and plus I have a Game Boy Advance like I I have plenty of stuff to play plenty of games without buying something new right now. Yeah, I'm right there with you to be honest. Uh, <laughs> so another this isn't a tweet I got, but I thought this was really funny because it was a follow that we got. And I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to go back and check real quick and see if I can find the exact tweet that I sent that we got, that like, uh, spawned this, this follow. Let me just see if I can find this real quick. I sent out a tweet and I think all, I think all I wrote was vape nash. Oh god. This was like, okay, okay. Oh, oh, okay. This was when all that, all this stuff came out that we were talking about. I can't remember if it was before or after we started the episode, but with uh, with the H3H3, the fair use stuff. We were talking about H3H3 earlier. Um, I, I just sent a quick quick tweet out about it. I said, if you haven't kept up with the H3H3 debacle, this is pretty awesome. And I sent a link to their video or to the GoFundMe thing. Um, yeah. Uh, just to let people know about that if they happen to be interested. And then I wrote, also, you should follow FUPA for Freedom, which is the Twitter account, <laughs> which is the Twitter account of that fund they set up. And then I wrote, Vape Nation, y'all. And two seconds later, we got followed by, where did I leave it? <laughs> we got followed by I Smoke It, which is <laughs> the Twitter for ismokeit.net. Their description is, our website is updated daily for your stoner entertainment. We are the world star of weed. Get high AF and visit ismokeit.net. <laughs> Holy shit, that's pure gold. That was pretty good. Um, so next, like knows all about that Colorado. Ah, <clears throat> uh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Blake, you sound super happy. You sound. He's so he's so yeah, disappointed so right now. I think he's excited. it's between that and the Majora's Mask thing. I think Blake's <laughs> just gonna delete me. Uh, so the next real tweet we got was from Snestrunk, our old buddy Alex, who we've had on the show before as a as as a guest host, I guess you would call him. Anyway, regard we we uh he wanted to, he sent in his. He sent in some feedback regarding the uh, the video game Hall of Fame. We had our episode oh yeah on the last one. We mentioned the ones that we would induct if it was up to us. He says really good podcast discussing the fledgling video game Hall of Fame. My nomination would be Super Mario Kart. 
Yeah, I, we, we that was on somebody's list, correct? I don't. Sure I don't think it was, but it's. I think it's a super solid nomination. Yeah, I mean that is. I think I talked about because I. I think I said that is my 007 of that time. Like I played. I'm pretty sure. Maybe that's so. What I talked about was. Might have been. Okay. But yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a good one, Alex. That's an amazing nomination. Yeah, that's that's super solid. Yeah. I think so many people that don't play video games play that title. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like casuals, I guess. Yeah, I think eventually, like the video game Hall of Fame. It's gonna it, Super Mario Kart will be in there, and if not, oh, yeah. in there, then I don't have anything nice to say about them. Form <laughs> to the Fupa. All right, ready to move on to emails. We only got one, but we got one from Chase the Night Cleaner. Nice. Did he like your shout out? He did. What the? Like shout he out. did. Good. He liked it so much. He the, his subject of his email is top three things to play over the over the lecture hall PA. Uh, he says, hey, hello, Robert, Jay, and Blake. As always, it is great to hear, and I haven't read this yet. I've, I've glanced through it. Bonjour. Read it Bonjour. It is always, uh, as always, it is great to hear your silky, almost velvet-like voices. <laughs> Blake, that goes to you only, by the way. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You only. Discussing things that I've written about, and also to a lesser extent to hear you talk about video games. <laughs> Jesus. In light of the fact that this is being played loudly over a lecture hall PA system, I have something for you. And you should say loudly and articulately, top three things to hear over this, over the school. Oh my god. Top three things to hear over the school PA system. In no particular like, Do you want me to do yeah, that for you? Yeah, I was, I was gonna to say. Ask, Blake, can I paste these in you? Top three things to hear over the school PA system. You gotta do the god mode? I guess I could. Actually, um, I could do a, like a super robot one. Do, do it. Do it. Do that. Do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, what, Robert? To do it. <laughs> Top three things to hear over the school PA systems. <laughs> He's like the villain of it. I'm a kid's cartoon. Holy shit. Oh my god. What did you? You instantly reminded me of something. What show? <laughs> it, it sounds like tr- like like Transformers or something like that. <laughs> Holy shit, Like that is insane. Uh, yeah, I've been messing around with my mixer. Finally. That apparently was amazing. <laughs> Here, I'm going to paste these. You can do robot mode or god mode. Uh, I request at least one robot mode, please, but I'm going to leave it up to you how you want to read these. Blake, will you read these out for him? These are his... I don't remember what no, I, no, I, I, I pasted them right here. These are what he wants to hear. No, I, I, I'll just do all of them in the robot mode. Okay, voice, go for it. Probably. All right, I'm going to beat myself. Number one, Ass Class Games Cast. <laughs> nope. What if the thing gave you a hand job? And now we're going to go for a random voice mod. I don't know what this one is going to do. So it's as much of a surprise to you guys as it is to me. Number three. Subject line, fuck you. Body paragraph, see subject. <laughs> Just a fucking endless loop. Dude, the second one is killer. Like, oh my god. Could you imagine that being played over a PA system? That was pretty good. It's like I the thing like, gave you a hand job. I think robot voice was the best. God. Oh, man. 
That's well worth. Blake, thank you, Blake. Yeah, we we really appreciate night. that, Blake. Sure. <laughs> Chase, that was an awesome idea. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll move on with the rest of your email. I hope we don't get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the thing gave you a handjob? Uh, All right. Next thought. Next up, thoughts on Jeff. He's referring to our old buddy Jeff, Civil Jeff Eight, who write who hadn't written in in a while. But um, yeah, I haven't seen him around much lately. Either. Yeah. Uh, this there was uh Jeff said I think I mentioned this maybe last time Jeff said on Twitter that he was uh, wondering if we left his his write in out he sent us a tweet like for the last one he was sending us his top three for something or other and I forgot to read it and he said oh I thought that you just were uh, sick of me and you had moved on to Chase now and I was like no dude we just forgot I'm sorry <laughs> oh yeah so uh, so Chase says look just blame Robert Robert's the one that runs all this we give him the responsibility because yep. he took all the responsibility and then he fucks it up <laughs> and now it's not our problem it's his jay he, would, he does fuck it up a lot more than or a lot less than jay I was. is supposed to be like the well, social well. media like dude but he's like no no no, uh, no. i mean i can i'm just lazy as fuck I'm, that's the same problem here uh yeah. anyway chase says next up thoughts on jeff an open letter an open letter to jeffrey you sir Uh-oh. are the original that said up your email game. <laughs> Shots fucking fires. Dude. All out. Throwing fire. Holy shit. And that's all. Then he moves on. <laughs> Thoughts on Stellaris for Robert. Uh, loving this game, dude. I'm pretty familiar with the developer slash publisher Paradox and their strategy games only get better with time. So uh, anybody who's not familiar with paradox they're behind uh, crusader kings and U- europa universalis which are very famous strategy slash grand strategy games <clears throat> uh chase says i expect after a few patches and an expansion or two this game will be something you can easily get lost in for weeks also playing this multiplayer is a lot of fun it's like you and a bunch of friends writing your own sci-fi story totally important to remember that this isn't a game you can win, per se, but rather is so much about just enjoying the narrative of the cool space empire you've created with a decent amount of agency. I mean, you have to love a game where you can create a society of space fox pirates just because you can. Um, yeah, I uh, I actually, I, I, I totally get that, Chase, and that's really what I was going for when I bought Stellaris. My problem was, so yeah... I was also going for, and even when I play games like, uh, Civilization, which are, which are more geared toward winning, usually when I play those even, I'm playing it more in like a role playing type style where I'm not really trying to win, but I'm trying to, <clears throat> like, create an interesting empire and kind of just see how the, how the story plays out against all of the, uh, the AI players. My problem with Stellaris was that I was trying to do that exact same thing. I wasn't worried about, winning or conquering the entire galaxy or anything like that. But just playing and kind of having this race that has this certain goal in mind, going there and seeing what happened. And what happened with me was, in the mid-game, it became me just doing the same thing over and over. I was just exploring planets. I was exploring uh, star systems. uh, And that was, that's it. Like, very little else was happening besides me just going to other planets, exploring them, if I found one that uh, was suitable for my race, I would uh, I would colonize it and then move on and keep exploring. And I think that was a lot of 
people's problem with the game uh, when it, I heard that complaint from a lot of people where the game, the early game is super awesome. The end game is pretty good. I can't attest to that because I haven't gotten to the end game, but the middle game is lacking a little bit for me. Even as far as role playing goes, like I would have been having to role play pretty hard to be like, Ooh, I discovered new planets. Let's see if this one is uh is like an Arctic planet because that was what my species was. They were, they live on Arctic planets. Nope. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next star system. I hope there's an Arctic planet here. Let's see what we discover. Like I can't role play quite that hard, but, uh, but from, but as Chase mentions here, uh, he says after a few patches and expansions, this game will be something you can easily get lost in for weeks. I think that'll probably be the case. They've already started adding really big patches to the game, not just like fixing bugs, but like changing certain ways that the game plays and adding features and that kind of stuff. I will, I plan to give it another shot in a little while. There's some other stuff I want to play. I'm going to come back to it and give it another chance. I do think they're going to get it to the point where it's, where it will be really fun just to play and kind of see how all of the politics develop within your galaxy. But that was kind of my problem was when I was playing it, the, the politics did not develop and nothing interesting really happened. Like nothing interesting happened between me and other like species. Uh, and like it just got to where all I was doing was exploring and exploring. And that was just about all that happened. But I think that it will get more interesting as they release more patches. Back to Chase's email. Next up, thoughts on contemporary JRPGs. You guys ready for this? You guys ready for some JRPG contemporary thoughts? Hey, hey, now I'm listening. <laughs> now you're listening. So I've noticed a pretty disturbing trend as I get older. I'm not liking or getting engaged by newer JRPGs the way I used to when I was young. I'm not sure. Likewise. Huh? Same with you? I, I, I have a similar, yeah, I have a similar problem with some of the newer ones. Blake? Yeah, I, to a degree. I mean, so there's I go back also a lot, a lot of j- j- older JRPGs that are complete trash. And there's a lot of newer ones that are still very good. Uh, for example, Lost Odyssey. Newer JRPG that recaptured a lot of what the older Final Fantasies did. Don't forget Unsung Story. No, no one remembers Unsung Story. <laughs> yeah, I do. Shut up. Uh, anyway, it's only recent, but I remember. Chase says, uh, "I'm not sure why, but it is like I see a game, think it'll be cool, pick it up and start to play, but then don't want to sit through the walls of text slash narrative that come between what may or may not be a good set of game mechanics." Uh, to be, I can, I can understand that. To be clear, I can go back and play any of my old favorites like FF4, FF6, Ogre Battle, Chrono Trigger, Fantasy Star 4, FF Tactics. <clears throat> but it's getting harder and harder to commit to newer JRPG experiences. Here is a short list. I have a very similar problem, man. You, That's so crazy. Yeah. I, I can get that, like, I've had to slow myself down recently, and, not, and this is not speaking to, J, uh, to to RPGs or really any specific type of game. Um, but I find that like lately, when I when I've or I think I've gotten, I think I've started to work past it a little bit lately. But for really a, a lot of the past year or two, like for me, I'm one of those people who like anytime there's a sale or a humble bundle or something like that, I just get sucked in. And so I have a shit, I have like probably five or six hundred games in my library right now. So whenever I start playing a game, 
I'm like, I got to get through this as fucking fast as possible so I can get onto the next one. And I yeah. force myself to play it too quickly. Uh, you get burned out. And, well, I don't get burned out, but I'm like, this isn't going fast enough. Like, <laughs> I'm not patient. I don't have, like, I'm not patient enough to just let it kind of play out and see what happens. And I really just over the past few months, I've started to get over that where I don't worry about how many games I have to play or want to play. I get, I, I choose a game. And I just like try it as hard as I can just to take my time with it, let it soak in a little bit, and not just try to rush it until the end. Um, anyway, I don't know if that's the same thing that, that Chase is experiencing, but I'm just kind of that's, – that's, I'm having a similar issue, I find, and that's, that's what I think the source of it is for me. Anyway. The other thing I've been running into lately is when I try to play newer games, I always want to play on the hardest difficulty, and then I'll get frustrated by something stupid, and I'll just be like, I'm, I'm done. Oh, I, I used to do <laughs> fucking done. I used to do that on just about any game. I'd be like, yeah, fuck this. I'm playing on hard. Yep. But then, like, it got really frustrating to me where you would play on hard mode, and all it is is the exact same game, but, like, the enemies have more HP or something stupid. Like yep, yep. Or they, yeah, it's just dumb stuff. It's not, it's not difficult, like, more challenging. It's just... Ridiculous. Yeah, it's more grindy. Exactly. Usually. You don't have to like. Th- it, it doesn't require more strategy. Just more time. Just more. Yeah, exactly. For the most just part. more time. Uh huh. Like the. Yep. Okay, we're on the same. The level. one that sent me off on that was not an RPG. It was uh, Arkham. It was either Arkham City or Arkham Asylum. I don't remember which one. But it was like <clears throat> you got to punch a guy like forty-five fucking times to kill him, and usually you're fighting like ten guys at a time. And it just like it doesn't add anything to the game. It just like you said, all it does is make it take longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, back to Chase's email. He is, so he has a hard time getting into newer JRPGs. He still has fun revisiting the old ones. He says, here's a short list of some new RPGs I've stalled out on. Legend of Legacy, Bravely Default, Rune Factory 4, Shin Megami Tensei 4. Jesus. I haven't. I, I I'm familiar with these titles. I have not played any of them and know very little of them. Blake and Jay, what? Any mm-hmm. thoughts? Same, same. Honestly, Bravely Default is not bad. It's an okay game, uh, as well as Bravely Second. I'd say Bravely Second was the better between the two. <laughs> Bravely Default is pretty much Final Fantasy V reimagined today, though. That's all it is. Huh. Not the, is that good? I don't mean that as a negative. It's a class-based thing. The story in it is very not good. But it's a game that is very heavily based around the combat, around the gameplay, if you will. Lots of cool things that you can do with each class where they get all these crazy abilities and you can bring them together to make these, uh, like it's a piecemeal thing and you put them all together and then you create the Megazord of a team. And it's a lot of fun for that. That's all. Oh, I thought we'd DC Sorry. it again. I was checking. Sorry, I, I thought I had it. <laughs> Everyone got really quiet, and I was like, uh, I'm, I'm done talking. I thought I had I guess I'll let I thought I had enough time, so I was putting an eye drop in my eye right when you finished. I instantly, like, I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, thank you for a second. I'm like, oh, shit, we DC it again. <laughs> he says... Yeah, Bravely Default, it's a new Final Fantasy V, which is cool. Is Where does where would you rank Final Fantasy V? Well, I mean, well, not necessarily rank. Just give me some kind of idea of how good Final Fantasy V is. Uh, The story is awful. It's really poorly written. It's uh, I, I harp on Final Fantasy IV for this sometimes. It's very vaudevillain. It's it's uh, the the villain Golbez specifically of Final Fantasy IV feels very mustache twirling, 
Uh, he's, it, I could picture him throwing Rosa down on a train track, twirling his mustache, <laughs> and then running away. Final Fantasy V is like even worse about it. It's a really, really goofy story and villain. It's uh, like the worst of anime tropes kind of a thing, you know? Sure. So you don't play that game for the story. You play it for the gameplay aspects. In Final Fantasy V, you have... Uh, I'm going to round, I'm going to guesstimate at 16 classes and each of these classes does different things. Not all of the classes are very good. And each of the, each of the classes can bring a different kind of thing to the table and you can have all these different abilities. And depending on what side quests of the game that you've done, you have different access to abilities for some of the characters and it all comes together to you making a party that you want to use and developing like, uh, let's say you start a character as a monk. And then later on you're like, Oh man, he's punching things really hard. I want to keep him with that. So I'm going to make him a samurai. But then you have another character that was a black mage for a while and you want to have them become like a spell blade or something. You still want them to do the elemental abilities, but you want, uh, you want to move them into swinging a sword because of an area that you and for like maybe the enemies in an area are really weak they are they have high magic resist but they have a low physical resistance but you also want to take advantage of their elemental weaknesses still and there's an opportunity for that okay with the uh, i think it's called mystic knight in the translation i don't know if they kept that after the fan translation though it's mystic knight spellblade something like that though okay uh, Chase says, the only games I seem to be able to get through are new Pokemon games, which have followed the same formula for generations while slowly bloating with feature creep. Uh, oh, I was going to keep going, but that's it. <laughs> that's it. Pokemon games. I mean, that that's pretty, pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more or less. I mean, they're still fun. I still go back to them every once in a while and go, yeah, this, this sounds really great. A lot of phone games have, have kind of mimicked this style or, or very similar styles. Um, to try and attract people, but Pokemon, for some reason, still has something that every once in a while I go, that'd be really fun, and then I start playing for a couple hours, and I'm like, all right, bored. So you guys, that's that's how I, <laughs> that's funny because that's how I felt for, uh, playing the first Pokemon game for the first time, like a few months back. I don't know if you remember, but I played it for the podcast, and I had never played it before, and I felt the same way. I was like, this is kind of yeah. fun, and then I got a few hours in, I was like, okay, that's cool, done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when they came out, they were awesome, can, uh, man. They were so fun to play. Sure, I can see that. Back in the day, they were a blast. I remember just leveling and grinding and just doing all this stuff and, and walking around. It was so cool. Do you, Blake, Finding different Pokemon. Blake, do you play any of the newer Pokemon games? <laughs> I haven't played any of them in years now. Okay. Oh, I, I basically don't play them for the same reason that he mentioned. It's just all of this extra junk. You've got 18 different things that you can do with your Pokemon outside of combat. You can send them off to beauty contests. You can have yeah, them that's right. That, that that's an actual thing. Well, not beauty contests. Talent shows. Uh, I thought it was beauty. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. I, I just remember it got ridiculous. And then yeah. them, like beauty is one of the stats that they can have for those, but whatever. <laughs> and that you can have them hang out at the daycare center. You can have your Pokemon make babies. If you want to get the very best oh, Pokemon shit. possible, you have to find out their evolutionary, their evolution stats, their EVs. It's as ridiculous as getting a choke, gold it's chocobo. so insane. <laughs> gold chocobo is way less complicated, surprisingly. Figuring it out wasn't. <laughs> well, no, yeah. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Oh, Tell all your friends. I'm gonna move on from that. He says, "I often wonder what is wrong with me. 
as I think both that I want to and should love new JRPGs. Maybe it is time allocation. As we get older and responsibilities mount, it is harder to get invested into new things. But that said, I am also a huge anime fan, and I still get into new anime series all the time and end up loving their stories. I mean, I do work two jobs right now, so the free time I had when I was younger to bang out these games is just unimaginable. Maybe the writing just isn't there? Maybe I'm not the young boy with the brain of soft clay waiting to have these games mold themselves into my mind as some of the most awesome RPGs ever, like how things played out with my favorite classics back in the 90s and early 2000s. It's just crazy. I personally think that's kind of close to yeah. the reasoning for it. So? I feel like part of it is because of the extreme emphasis on cinematic storytelling nowadays and what comes uh, hand in hand with that. Things like all the cutscenes that we do, uh, that we have to put up with, which I don't mind all the time. And then voice acting. Uh, both of those things take a lot of imagination out of it. So a lot of the older games. That is actually really true. That, oh my god, you may have just hit the nail on the head for you me. Know what takes, you know what <laughs> takes the imagination out of it? Not using ASCII graphics. Oh, oh my god, kill right. yourself, please. No, I actually <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head, Blake. Things like, especially for me, voice acting. It takes a lot of me putting myself and creating that world from the video game, and it's basically them telling me what the video game is, telling me what the world is, telling me these characters and their voice and everything. Yeah, the, the imagination of it, that's actually why like I, I almost prefer older graphics. This is going to sound really bizarre, but because your mind kind of fills in the void where yeah, exactly. you know like weaker graphics are. And like it's funny sometimes when you see an older game and you're like, oh, this is what I imagine the character would look or sound like now and then you see or hear it and you're like that is not what i expected at all and it's almost disappointing like i i think that's absolutely accurate because i actually have the same problem i what he said about anime though is he enjoys newer ones i'm kind of in the stuck in the same rut that i'm with older games where it's like i go back and watch the same anime instead of looking for new ones because the new ones just don't capture me the same way um or or different ones rather than uh, a lot of the older ones did i was gonna say i was gonna go back to my what I said about like how for me I have so many games to play that I get impatient and I try to rush myself through them. But like he said, he's got plenty of time to play anime ga- uh, or to watch anime, and he gets into those just fine. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, because I don't have that many games. I, there's not many games that I want. Like I'll see a game like, oh, that's pretty cool, and then like I'll watch somebody play it for a while. And I'm like, yeah, I'd get really bored of this. And that's usually what happens. Is like, oh, like like the new Fallout. Like I was like, oh, this game's gonna be god tier. Like I played it a lot. It was really fun. And then all of a sudden I was like. I just kind of lost interest. Like it just didn't capture me the same way that that New Vegas did. You may, maybe it's like it's just it could have something to do. You know, he says he's he's got he's working two jobs right now, so he obviously has very little free time. Along with sure. if along with having very little free time, if you're working two jobs, you're also going to be very tired. Uh, it's a lot yeah. easier to sit back and put in an anime that you haven't seen before and just like just like just sit there and watch it than it is to launch a game learn all the new mechanics, follow the story and actually play it. That's something that you have to actually ac- that you have to actively do as opposed to if you're fucking worn true. out, you can just sit back and and watch an anime. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I kind of thought the same thing. It, not to mention anime is more bite-sized. It's a 20-minute thing whereas uh, for me, for sure. I think of gaming as more of an investment. I think I, I would say that that's. I, I would pour more than twenty minutes into a game if I was wanting to sit down and play it. And I, well, also if you're only sitting down to play, especially a newer JRPG, and you only have twenty to thirty, maybe even forty minutes, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to get into one cutscene, 
going to walk forward, get into a few fights, and you're like, I got to go save already. I got to get going. Yeah. Side note, this guy's name is My Couch Pulls Out, but I don't. Who, who are, <laughs> what are you even talking about right now? <laughs> this guy's gamertag is who? My Couch Pulls Out, but don't worry about it. It's just so Where are you playing it? You just play, are you playing a game? Yeah, I'm always. Oh, yeah, I'm always. Um, his ass. I often wonder. Okay, so, so he says, uh, okay, I often wonder what is wrong with me as I think that I both want to and should love. Okay, we got to that part. <clears throat> He says, uh, as I think this was the last sentence I read. I mean, I do work two jobs right now, so the free time I had when I was younger to bang out these games is just unimaginable. Maybe the writing just isn't there. Uh, that's with a question mark. Maybe I'm not the young boy with the brain of soft clay to have these games. You read that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going. Yep. Okay. Some of those awesome RPGs. It's just. <laughs> It's just. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> oh, Blake. It's just crazy. <clears throat> I can't even talk now. It's just crazy to me that I can lose myself in games like Stellaris or Total War Warhammer or Enter the Gungeon for untold hours, but I can't be bothered to play what many consider some of the best JRPGs coming out of Japan today. Have I been ruined by contemporary games? Are the games being released just not as good as those from back in the day? Is there hope for me? What are your thoughts on this? I think. All right. What were the games he listed? Enter the Gungeon, Enter the Gun- Stellaris, Total and- War, Warhammer, the new Warhammer. Total Warhammer. Uh, I would say that a lot of those games, with the exception of maybe Warhammer, uh, it goes back to that imagination thing. There's not as much. Uh, there's no real voice acting. There's not this big cinematic stuff. It's filling in blank like especially Stellaris and um Stellaris and Enter the Gungeon they go back to an older sort of older art style a simpler one where there's more room for imagination I would say interesting that's fun that's interesting because I think from what I've seen of Total War Warhammer which I'm thinking about buying but in fact I almost bought it today I actually think of that as very similar to Stellaris Again, from what I've seen so far of it, it's a lot more like uh, it's a lot more where you're creating your own story as opposed to. I mean, certainly yeah, there are wind conditions. I think it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, there are wind conditions, but right. it's not so much about winning the game as it is experiencing the story that plays out while you're playing through the game. Well, I, I from again from what little I've seen, it's sort of goes along with uh it's almost dwarf fortress in a way where you're creating your own that's, story. that's so funny because i thought about the same thing it also has a and so yeah i guess there is definitely a degree of imagination there with you uh you've got your team you've got your army and you're going you're advancing on this land you're trying to take this land uh because you want uh, to expand it to that territory and that's like there's a there's a part of your personality that's going into that. There's part of you filling in ideas there, filling in voids mm-hmm. in the story. I think I think you're right. And then as far as like Enter the Gungeon goes, that's just like that's a really for again from what I've seen, it seems like a really easy game to just jump in and play and have fun right off the bat. You don't have to like spend hours yeah. before it starts picking up pace or anything like that. Uh, I think it's like we said a second ago. I think it's probably goes back to him 
not ha- not only not having a lot of time, but having a lot experience. of but, but being very tired as well. Not having the energy yeah. mm-hmm. to really like devote yourself to. That's kind of how I felt the last couple of weeks too. Like I was like, man, I really want to start a new game, and I was like looking through stuff. I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. And then every night I get home, it's like I really don't want to like take my mind and use it that much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. He says, lastly, for this week's top three. Ooh, sorry, did y'all hear that? I just banged my microphone. Yeah, we start fine. Lastly, for this week's top three, I only have one Nintendo property that I really want to see the story fleshed out, and I don't want it as a movie. I would love to see a Netflix or HBO ongoing series for it. That is... Metroid. Metroid. (laughs) (laughs) Get a good budget, get a good writer to build off of the already rich universe it takes place in, and you have yourself some of the best sci-fi on TV, that is all. Glad to be able to hear you guys doing your thing every episode. Keep on talking about them video games and offering a show that consistently entertains me in the wee hours of the night slash morning as I push a mop around and sling absurd amounts of garbage. Students are messy. <laughs> Cheers <laughs> and great job. Signed, Chase, thanks for not calling me Charlie, the night cleaner. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chase. We really do appreciate you writing in. We, As we've said many, many times, we love getting emails. And right now, you're out. You are our source of emails. Can you? Can we just call him Night Chase from now on, since he's a night cleaner? I like Chase, Chase the Night Cleaner. Okay. Night Chase. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Oh my God. That was funny because as soon as you said Night Chase, I thought of David David Hasselhoff. Yep. Uh, Robert, stop letting dead air like that. Sorry. Every time I check Skype to see if it DC. I was trying. I was trying to pull up. Paranoid. I was trying to pull up uh, iTunes real quick to make sure we don't have any new reviews. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure we don't, but I was just checking. Um, let's see. I think. Yeah, that's all we got in my notes. So you guys, really quickly, you want to go on to cl- uh, current game, current gaming subcast. Overwatch, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. It's a, if, if, I mean, nothing and a little bit of Overwatch. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else I've been doing. I got back into Marvel Heroes this month. Is that game's uh, three-year anniversary? So I've been playing that a bunch. They're celebrating that. There's all sorts of free stuff being given away all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look around. I've played a little bit of Mario Maker lately. Oh, yeah? That's Really about it, though, yeah. I've streamed it a few times when I don't have anything else to do. It's a nice little filler game. It burns the hours away pretty well, but I'm already sort of burnt out on it. I'm so disappointed with how they started the thing where, like, they've started just taking down levels if they don't, if, like, they don't get enough votes or whatever. Like... Well, no, they take them down if they're completion rate is really shit or something. Yeah, but that's... But, like... Or well, they also get taken down if they get reported a ton for being uh, like offensive. Or something. But that's true. But they've also like I mean, they, like they don't have a good algorithm for figuring out the ones that are getting completed at a good rate because like some of them are well, just hard levels. A lot of the levels go into super expert. Go into what? I super expert. It's a different tier. It's basically everything that has a sub. Yeah, two percent clear rate. But they're also deleting a lot of those. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've, I've... they might also just be deleting stages that are literally uh, not completable anymore I've... because of glitches that have been removed. Well, that, I mean, they're doing that too. But both me and my seven-year-old have had levels of hours deleted mm. just because. Like, there is one that I spent like. I bet it's because you put a penis <laughs> in the level. <laughs> I spent like three hours trying to delete this level. This was like my hard level, quote unquote. Like, as far as I, you know, it's my capabilities are. And it took me like three hours to beat the level to upload it, and then like a couple weeks later, it gets deleted because not enough people to, like could beat it. And then like my daughter got like four of her levels deleted, probably just because nobody played them. But I mean, like, what's the f- like? You can't like you don't have enough room on your server to keep like like what? Like, come on, Nintendo! Every time it's like take a step forward. I doubt they're being removed. For a lack of space. Exactly. Yeah. Tough. No. That. Yeah. That's. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why? Why do you have to remove these? Like, just stop doing stupid shit, please. Nintendo, come on. We want to love you. Robert, you met. We do love you. But every time you say, take a step forward, you take a step backwards. I think that's how that goes. But all right. That's what they're doing. Anyway. Current gaming subcast. The saying is one step forward, two steps I know, back. but I'm I'm giving them the. I understand that's the saying. I'm giving I'm giving them credit. I'm saying they're only taking one step back. Because right. it could be a lot worse. They're fucking up. They're fucking up a little bit. It's okay, but I got to call them out. I'll have to take your word on it. I guess. I forgive you. I, exactly. I forgive you. You're you're acting like fucking idiots, but I do forgive you. Any other current gaming? I, I I've got one that I can get to. Is the one that I, I I I'm trying to think. It's I guess it's just been Overwatch and Marvel Heroes for me. I swear there was something else, but I'm wrong. So, uh, obviously I I've been Jay. Do you have any? <clears throat> no. Obviously, I, no. I've been playing a little, bit. A, a little bit. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Um, so the game that I bought in the GOG sale that I referred to at the beginning of the episode. It was on sale for 69% off. And I was like, you know what? And that's, that, that actually is important, as you'll see in a second. I was like, you know what? I don't really know anything about this game. I've heard the title. It's three bucks now. I'm just gonna buy this fucking game and see what it is. Did you buy a Leisure Suit Larry game again? That's what I was just thinking. Much, much worse. I bought Honey Pop. Oh my god! <laughs> Why do you buy these games? That's <laughs> Why do you do this to your free time? I had to know. It was like I have to know. It's like when you click on that link on Reddit that you know you shouldn't be clicking on. It's like I just have to know. Uh, Honey Pop. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, oh god, is basically a hentai game. <laughs> you, it's like. I don't want to spend much time talking about this game, but like, please no, please don't. Yes, please. I don't. want to give you the rundown, okay? Oh gosh. It's like you. So you are ba- so. <laughs> I don't even know how to get. Jesus! Get Holy crap, dude! It's like kind of like a dating. It's like a hentai dating simulator almost, and you have this like sex fairy who like gives you advice. And like, it's like trying to help you out, like, uh, like date girls. And like, so you go around, you meet like eight girls 
Uh, nine eventually. The ninth one is a minor spoiler. And you, uh, you're talking to him and you build up like, uh, <laughs> it's called honey points. It's like how much game you have pretty much. And then, and you like, I don't even, I'm trying to even remember what you use. Oh, that's for like, you get, well, I'll get to that in a second. Sorry, this is ridiculous. You talk to girls. You pick which girl. She the the fairy gives you like a like a smartphone pretty much, and it tracks all of these eight girls, and you can see where any of them are at any given time, to go visit them and talk to them. When you talk to them, okay, you build up honey. <laughs> you build up your points. Why are we doing this? <laughs> and then you can also take them on a date. Let's cut to the chase or the charter, yeah. depending on who you so ask. So you take them on a. This is. Ah. You, you can buy them shit. You can ah. buy them food. You can buy them like things that they like. Anyway, eventually you take them on a date, and when you take them on a date, that gets to like the game, like the real gamey aspect of it. Like you can, like you carry on conversations with it. It gives you dialogue options and stuff like that. But when, uh, but when you take them on a date, it turns into like a, like a bejeweled type game. Where you're matching up little what? icons to look the same. Oh my god. This is, this is the concept of it, okay? There are a couple different icons. The icons represent you saying, you saying something, uh, romantic, you saying something sexual, you saying something flirtatious, you doing something, you like showing off a talent, and there's like one or two other things. Some of the girls like it when you Show off a talent, and you get more points for that if you match up three talent icons. And they don't really care, oh and they don't care much about, uh, flirting. So if you match up three flirting icons, you still get points, but you don't get as many points. You have a certain number of moves, and if you, and you, in a certain number, in a, in a goal, in a point goal. You played this way too much. I, I did, yeah, and I'm embarrassed to say that. Oh. More than uh, one minute is way too much. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say he played this way, way too much. You have a goal of points. You have a shit. points goal that you're supposed to get to in a certain number of turns. If you miss that goal, then the date was bad. If you reach that goal, then it was a good date. And if it was a good date, then you get a heart point with that girl. And every time you go on another date, the point goal is is higher. I can't believe this explanation is still going. <laughs> so, I can't either. Robert. I was actually, I, I'm also embarrassed to say that I'm kind of impressed with how much, with how much thought they gave the gameplay <laughs> based on what it is in the fucking first place. Cause it's like. This is the man running our social media <laughs> accounts, everybody. <laughs> Send all your hate mail directly to him <laughs> on Twitter at Class Gamescast or what's our email? Uh, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Hit him up, people. <laughs> Once you max out your hearts, which is like five or six, that's like five or six successful dates with any given girl, then they'll say, all right, you want to go back to your place or something along those lines. And then like in real life. it's the same fucking game, except there's no, there's no uh, turn limit. You just have to do it as fast as you fucking can. There's a meter that's going up the whole time. And Obviously. you're going to get rug burn if you do that, though. There's a, me- God, there's a meter going, there's a meter going up the whole time. If you don't, uh, make matches fast enough, it starts going down. And every time you make a match, they're uh, like panting and stuff. 
And then when you finally, Jesus. when you finally get it up to, uh, <laughs> just stop with that sentence right there. When you finally get it up, when you finally get it, the meter Holy all the way to the shit. end, it fucking should. So the censored version is the version that you'll get in most places. For research's sake, I downloaded the file. Oh, yeah, for researcher's <laughs> sake. Nice fucking research. Nice job, Robert. Jesus. It fucking shows you, like, I'm trying, it shows you the, uh, the end result of your actions with the, uh, with the individual that you're on a date with. Alright. In other words. I'm done. It, it, Stop, we're good. We're I, good. We get it. Cartoon. So porn. let's wrap it up. Let me, uh, say, two more, let me say two more things. Two, two things. Gaming. Two things. Two things. Every girl is like a archetype, like stereotypical. Like there's like the super bitchy girl. There's a school teacher. There's like a super athletic girl. There's like a college age school girl. It's ridiculous. The one, the only, like besides the game just being fucking absurd. The only thing that actually pissed me off about it is uh, when you're when you're carrying on the conversations with the girls, you're you're supposed to learn things about them because sometimes they'll ask you they'll be like, oh, do you remember what I told you my last name was? And if you get it wrong, if you get it right, then you get points. And if you get it wrong, then you don't get any points. One of the things you can ask is their weight, and all of them are like, oh, I weigh 110 pounds, but that's because I've been eating a lot lately. I'm usually a lot less than that. I was like, fuck you. Like, even as far as, like, this being a stupid, dumbass, like, male fantasy type game, can you not say, like, a girl weighs 120 fucking pounds and that's okay? The girl that weighs the most is, like, 118 pounds and she apologizes for it. <laughs> and you can also ask their uh, bra size. And one of the girls is like, it's a B, but... Don't make fun of me, and it's okay. You can pretend to like it. Oh my god, Robert! This game, I cannot believe how much you know about You know more about this, about this than I know about Dig Dug. <laughs> <laughs> you know more about this than I know about Valkyrie Profile. And Final Fantasy Tactics. No, well, well let's not exaggerate here. Right, come on. I gotta make a point somewhere. Holy shit, Roberto. So anyway, that's what I've... That's what you spent three dollars on. I spent three dollars on it. That's that's what that's what I have to say. Um, wow, wow, Robert. Well, three dollars wow. for the game, but how much did the box of tissues cost? That was like two. Look, this is <laughs> this is literally what happened when I the first girl that I ended up. Uh, I'm, oh my! The God. first girl that I ended up having <sighs> sex with. This is literally the screen that it shows you afterward. You took no, a no, screenshot. No, no, I googled this. Oh my god, Robert! I'm good. I didn't even have to click on it. I just yeah, saw the image. They also clicks like and right click and. save. <laughs> oh my god! Are we now done with the? I'm I'm degenerating in my chair right now. Like, that is we're done. No, we're done. We're done. I promise. I'm sorry. We're done. Thank fucking fuck. <laughs> I cannot believe how much you invested. My life again. I'm going to come kick you in the nuts. <laughs> so hard in the nuts that you're never going to have nuts again. If I if I talk about this game again, then I will request that you do that so I can stop playing. Please never. Just, but just in general, this is your strike three. 
Strike this three. This is strike one. Two, and what was the first two? This. This is all of them. <laughs> this was three strikes. Oh my god! You guys, Blake, you knew you 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 know of of this game, correct? I know of the game. I don't know as much of it. No, 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 no. Do. I'm not. I'm not trying to imply that you do. I'm just. Wa- I'm just. No, I'm not saying that you're implying that. I'm using this opportunity to take another jab at you. Here's the Steam link if you want. If you want to uh, check it out and maybe buy it. I'm out, everybody. <laughs> See you in two weeks. <laughs> oh my god. That's all I got, and I'm very sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> That's just hilarious. That is just... I, I don't even know what to say. Like, there, there's nothing to say to that. That was... That was interesting. Yep. I think you actually made Blake mad. I didn't think it was... <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. Ugh. It's like an achievement in zone. Alright, well, I'm gonna go make food and figure out what to do. <laughs> you guys want to I'll see you sometime this weekend, or... Are any of y'all played Overwatch later? We might. Uh, I'll let you know if we do. I think we are going to play in a little bit okay. if I'm not asleep. Okay, I'll probably be up for a while. So hit me up if you do. Okay, we'll do. All right. You got, oh, wait, wait. Got to, wait. Hold on, we got to do our outro. Oh, it's... <laughs> we forgot that we were recording a podcast for a second. Good, good. Follow us at Class Gamescast. Send us emails about whatever you want. If you're a Honey Pop fan like me, this is the Honey Pop oh podcast God. from now on. Holy right, shit! I'm Holy shit! I'm, one more thing, I gotta tell you this. I've, I have the Steam page pulled up. <sighs> Reviews overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there. A that's for sure. Anyway, uh, send us email mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. As you know, we love hearing your shit. Uh, send it. Leave us kick-ass reviews on iTunes and tell everybody you know to listen to us. Oh, and I, one one quick shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to at uh, Dos Nostalgic on Twitter. I sent him a tweet earlier about a game that I've been playing. Uh, I don't want to spoil it in case you don't want to know what it is because I'll be talking about it in the near future at some point on the podcast. But um, he retweeted it and like a billion people liked and retweeted it also. So thank you, Dos Nostalgic. Give him a follow. If you like classic gaming stuff, that's a really cool Twitter account to follow. Uh Blake, you got yourself a stream at twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. Is he actually gone? Oh, he's actually <laughs> <gone>. <laughs> You made him rage, that's what I'm saying. Twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. Follow him anyway, even though he's uh he apparently is no longer part of the Classic Gaming Podcast. <laughs> We're good. All that's right. it. That's all I got. We'll see you guys. All right, I'm going to go eat. All right. <laughs>